heart of gold to die. <laughs> Is the hard junkyard. <laughs> yeah, and there we go. And there it hello, is. Hello, hello. It. There it is. I did it right this oh. time. You are. You did do it right this time. Today is the big day. Mm-hmm. Big day. Is it a been here by our excitement? <laughs> is it a big day? It a is big, a big day. Is that where it's we a are? Big day. With the our day beat. marks that it's just the beats, kids. <laughs> <laughs> because you're going to feel like you were drugged and raped or beat up at the shore after watching this movie. Really? I think this was one of the hardest movies to get through. Oh my god! Yeah, you are. Crazy! You guys are crazy town. This was probably mm. top five worst movies that we've seen. Yeah, I think no, absolutely. No way. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely uh, not. Yeah, I I couldn't. Well, I usually usually I rewatch yeah. the movie on show day just so nope. I'm it's fresh in not my mind, and ready to go. Nope, not this time. <laughs> couldn't do it. No, sorry. I'll stick with my nine-year-old memories and just rewatching it the other <laughs> night. I'm good. Our, our drunk-fueled yeah, memories we, of this day. We were a good case of beer in, and we watched this movie. I wanted to leave. And it was at my house. Yeah. You could have just went outside. <laughs> I was like, Sal, I, where are you going? I, I, thought about, I thought about leaving. I'm like, Sal, you live here. You can't leave. And I, I was in the car, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gone. I'm not watching <laughs> Sal just leaves Chuck on the couch, gets in the car, and drives away. Oh, I would, but Chuck, Chuck was parked behind me. Yeah, I could, he, would, he couldn't get out. Steals Chuck's keys, takes it Chuck's was, car. You would have backed over my car to escape. Absolute drivel. This this movie is drivel. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna be doing our our second follow up for the end of the month for our camp theme summer extravaganza. And it started yeah, out so I mean, strong, you know, too. It started out so strong with The Burning Man. Oh, fuck. But, but I realize that's our MO. We, we give you guys a great movie. We give you a really good one. Or yeah. we give you a real shit one and then give you a nice palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah, we, we reversed well, it this time. We gave you dessert first. Kind of way, yeah. That's kind of the way we do things around here. We have right. to have one we, good one. We gave them dessert one. first. And we're like, there you go, we guys. Did. Enjoy it. And they we were did. like, this is fun. We love camp themes. And now they're going to be like, cool, I hate you. You're not my real dad. <laughs> we gave you a nice meal. And then it's like, yeah. all right, now puke it up. Yeah, throw it up yeah. and now eat it. it again. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, no, exactly. don't eat it again. Look, we know how to raise kids. Don't tell me. Yeah, yeah you guys would be great at it. All right. So this would be my punishment gonna, movie. We're going to dive right into this <laughs> because we, we have to. Uh, otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna regret it and not do it. And then you guys <laughs> half a show in, we're gonna leave. It's gonna be an hour yeah. of just like just stalling before we actually have to talk about it. I'm gonna get in my jeep and drive away midway through the show, just gone. So I wanna. I, I mean, wanna start I didn't off. think it was that bad. Really? Stop it. Yeah, I really didn't. I mean, this it just, wasn't. That just says again. Yeah. We have reached bounds for your taste. <laughs> it it wasn't that bad. So that you don't you don't have to have a contrarian point of view. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. These guys have a phone line to reach us at now. 
they will call and tell you your taste is awful. Go ahead and call me. Oh, that's tell you that they're daring you now. There it is to tell you how bad your taste is in movies. Yeah, we're all allowed so, to equally hate the movie. So we're gonna we're gonna start off with the cast. Okay. So we're gonna our 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 lead on Janu is uh, <laughs> Betsy Russell. Okay. <laughs> You guys might know her from the Saw films, Saw 3, 4, and 5, right? She's done Robot Chicken. She's done I'm, – I'm looking for stuff that I know because I don't know anything really. Um, <laughs> Just grasping. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading here. Well, she, her name came up huge, and I'm like, I'm like, that's the name I remember. Wait a minute. Uh, Camp Fear. Okay. Roxanne, the Pulitzer Prize. Oh, the Prize Pulitzer, sorry. Ugh. <laughs> You know what? I just go to hell. I don't. <laughs> she sucks. Wow, she so even won Betsy the Pulitzer Prize. It's amazing. Betsy she... Russell, the amazing counter counterbalance to super hunk Leaf Garrett. <laughs> oh, Leaf Garrett! I'm not he, as played played Brent Hoover. Yeah, they should have had an I extra. Only, and I can only imagine they were doing that as a rib because he was sucking up so much coke on set. <laughs> what can we get Leaf no. Garrett to do? Yes. No way. What, what could? Are you? What's wrong with you? Are you serious? <laughs> they, they should have had an extra part for Leaf Garrett's forehead. For, oh my God! His receding hairline was also it was also listed. It, it as should have had its own part. <laughs> his the top of his Michael Keaton hairline actually saw the sunburn. Like you saw where he was tan, and then you saw these points where yeah, that got no sun. <laughs> And that was somewhere in the middle back of his head where his <laughs> hairline ended. He was supposed to be playing a uh, maybe early college, possibly late high school cheerleading male, which was amazing. How many times has he held back to keep oh, the team yeah. together? They kept holding him back every time. Every inch his hairline went back. He's like 35. <laughs> yeah, every inch of hairline oh, he held back another year. 35 is being generous. And then... My what I thought would be the saving grace of this movie, Lucinda Dickey. Now you're all going, guys, going Lucinda Dickey. Why do I know that name? Two reasons: Ninja Three: The Domination, and Breakin'. That's right. She was Special K in Breakin' and Breakin' Two: Electric Boogaloo. This was Lucinda Dickey. She was my shining star here. If anybody could between, have pulled the movie together, right. it should have been her. It was between her and Travis McKenna. <laughs> and you're all going, who's Travis McKenna? We all know who Travis McKenna is. Okay. He was our favorite fat bouncer in Roadhouse. And you know, he, really, he really reminded me of the guy from FFA Camp in the Canoe. But anyway. Oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> Is this the guy? So now, Can you imagine that's the t- that was the actual tie-in? Him. Oh, Holy God. crap! Fucking amazing. <laughs> so now, just to just to show you what what films Travis nicknamed T Bone, by the way. Of course, looks like he swallowed the T Bone whole. Uh, his okay, so Heartbreakers, Boston Legal, She Spies, Van Wilder, Party Liaison, not even the real one, um, Ali McBeal. He was in the Ed Gein movie. Really? He, yeah, he, he played Ed Gein. Well, he, he did not play horribly, Ed Gein. horribly miscast, but he did it. He did it justice, though. 
He played he played uh, Nancy Hogan, Mary Hogan, who was strung upside down and eaten by Ed Gein. <laughs> um, he was in ER. Sexiest role he was yet. In Casper meets Wendy, and he played Phil Fatso. So not typecast there. Yeah. West Three Meat. Ninjas, Touched by an Angel. He played Tiny. Go figure. Um, the Dukes of Hazard reunion movie. He played Bubba. Hmm. Um, step by step, he played Brad Pitt with huh? one T. One T. Okay. Yeah, it was, was a joke. Is it play on words? Um, Ring of Steel. He played Trebor. Skeeter. He was man number two. <clears throat> the Wonder Years. He was Joe the bartender. One of my favorite credits that he has. Trancers three. Bartender uncredited. Not a bartender. Trancers, Trancers is one of my favorite series that no one has seen with Tim Thomerson. It's amazing. Um, and I think to date, probably his biggest thing. Batman Returns. He was Fat Clown. Yep. Again, not typecast. <laughs> Party Plane. You're going to be playing he Fat Clown. Humongous. Did you have to put fat in front of it? It said that. It says that in the in the I, credits. I know. I saw that. But like, clown. you're reading like, can I just be like a clown? Do I have to be fat clown? Like, you have to throw it I out there. To, well, do you think when he went out, they're like, we need a fat clown. He's like, I'm in. I got it. I got it. I nailed this. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that casting call? <laughs> All right. Uh, we need some guys who can do backflips. We need some guys. Okay. Um, we need some acrobatic kind of really lanky fellas over here. All right. We need fat clowns. And then there's just a group of tubby dudes around craft services. He's just like, sitting. Huh? He's just sitting in the corner. He wasn't even there for the shoot. Yeah, yeah he was like, wasn't even in the audition. Um, he was in Coach as Fred Webb, multiple multiple episodes. Quantum Leap, Quantum Leap as Deputy. Oh, I was gonna say, Sutton. did did Sam leap into a fat guy? He was in Perfect Strangers. Really? Which, yes. Um, he was in Real Men as Oaf. Real Men, remember John uh, John Ritter and uh, Jim Belushi? Which was that? Dutch uh, Cheerleader Camp. I'm sorry, uh, Cheerleader Camp. Uh, Perfect Strangers, where was that? Oh, Real Men. That movie, Real Men with uh, Jim Belushi and uh, John Ritter, I think it was. One was uh, J- Jim Belushi was an agent, and John Ritter was like this little milk toast pussy. I've never seen and they that. they like they kind of switch roles at the end. John Ritter becomes like a superhero to his kid. I thought John Ritter becomes fat. It's a John Ritter was not fat, I and mean, he uh, he played against alongside Oaf, played by <laughs> our own Travis McKenna. He a was big part of Oaf. Hamburger. He was Hamburger the motion picture. He was in it as the Fab Four Hundred. Hamburger. Yeah, Gary Shandling show twenty fifth anniversary special. He was in. Doing time with 1985 as slob, so at least he wasn't typecast way back then either. <laughs> um, and Wild Side as Fat Andy Fussell. So you know, I, I'm seeing a trend for Travis McKenna. You know, for who, a big guy, he really did get around though. And he 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 did. He was he's still you know he's still doing good. He was an ex bodyguard and bouncer. I don't know if you guys knew that. He is a cancer for you ladies. <laughs> And um, apparently on this movie, um, George Buckflower adopted him as his nephew. Oh. Yeah. So there was, there was a lot of that's, friendships, true friendships sweet. made. How cute. 
Yeah. Was, okay, Too so bad one... the rest of this movie was a dribbling abortion <laughs> done with a hanger so, in an alley. I was going to say, so one good thing came out of the movie. And <laughs> Which one? George, George Buckflower got a fat nephew? Yes. I was going to say, is that like a good thing? Is that really a good thing? Well, that... I mean, you got some family. Family came well, together. That's, that's like Kat saying, well, one good thing came out of Ruby Tuesdays that night was I got free tater sticks. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. There's a silver lining to every situation. Silver lining is we threw milk does that fat so in the canoe back in summer camp. <laughs> Until he freaked out. And Started. flipped over and almost drowned and we pointed and laughed. And he killed the rest of the camp the next year, which I didn't go to. <laughs> Luck, luckily, Kat skipped that day. Skipped that weekend. Yes, I did. I did. Well, we stayed a week, yo. Dodge the bullet. Dodge the fat bullet. So, Dodge the fat kid bullet. Jesus, I hope he never listens to this. Anyway. Yeah, I can't. You're going to find out he's your boss. I know. I hope he calls in. And he lost all kinds of weight. And he's like some supermodel. And he's like, you are one of the meanest girls ever. <laughs> now you find out he cuts the toes off of hookers because he hates you. He's an ex-Navy ex SEAL. <laughs> he's an ex-Navy SEAL and a doctor without borders. <laughs> yeah. Saved children from a, a volcano. Thanks for the motivation. <laughs> Terrible person. You motivated me to... Not be that fat kid in the canoe. Well, you know, I hope he is, and I hope we did motivate him to go on and lead a healthier, productive life. Oh, you're just such a bad liar. I know. And he, he, he just sees you like it wasn't bad. I just don't understand. You're not even a good person. <laughs> you're, you're just not a good person. So I am a good person. I meant that from no, my heart. Awful. The synopsis of this heart. piece of shit movie is. Uh, Teens, uh, young adults from all over the country. They never specify. Come, come to Camp Hurrah for Hurrah. for cheer camp. Um, and this is supposed to be the a collective of the best of the best of the best. <laughs> I, I can't even say it. Did they the say time. that? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember them saying anybody was good. Uh, so okay, the story, Let me give you. I'll give you the IMDb storyline for this. Allison follows her friends to summer camp for cheerleaders, but she's having bad nightmares. Her boyfriends followed her to camp, but he seems to be more interested in other girls. Girls who sooner or later are found brutally murdered. Are they? Allison starts to believe that she had a split personality who kills them. Now, at any point, does this sound like the movie we watched? No. No, it doesn't. It, it no. really doesn't. This is terrible. And it's the plot plot keywords, teenage girl, nudity, hiked skirt, bare breasts, and cheerleaders. <laughs> those are key words. Well, they were cheerleaders. Say almost none of those things were in the movie. Yeah. I can't even say there were cheerleaders there because they were all terrible. Yeah. And, you know, you'd figure this movie was like, oh, man, we're going to show a lot of tits to make up for the crap storyline, piss poor acting, no. and the gay special effects. Negative. Nope. Negative Ghost Rider. Really there was none of those things in this. Yeah, we uh, we were disappointed. This was this had potential. The name yeah. Cheerleader Camp in the 80s. The this name. could have been the quintessential slasher flick if they tried just a little. Yeah, if even... they tried as hard as Leaf Garrett tried to cover up his hairline... <laughs> They could have done oh, wonders with this. He never movie. tried. He didn't wear like one hat or no. anything. Well, he did. He he tried. He tried doing his Leaf Garrett hat for a, for a second. 
It's one of those oh, movies man. that has like, a good poster. It's making too. me. This yeah, is so, making me drink more. <laughs> just slam one <laughs> every time you think about it. I'm just yeah. I had to. I'm, I'm, I have some iced coffee with some rum in it, and I'm. I was like, okay, I'm gonna sip this, enjoy this, and <laughs> I'm gonna take. I needed time. to take a fucking gigantic swig because this was awful. This is just absolutely garbage. There's, there's, um, no, there's nothing that happens for a long time, and you know there what? There really normally, is nothing that happens for a long time. Normally, we we go about a synopsis of the movie and we kind of t- we'll break it down and go over piece by piece. We fa- there was nothing worth it in this movie. They showed no deaths, like. Um, even when a uh, spoiler alert, go fuck yourself. Cause this movie sucks. Um, when, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's an absolute turd. Um, Lori Griffith. I, I was at Bonnie again. I don't know. Bonnie was now blonde. Bonnie was the blonde. blonde. No, Lori Griffith, Griffith was Bonnie. Yeah. Um, I don't okay, know how so, you remember that. <laughs> because I kept thinking when, when I saw the credits and it said Lori Griffin, I was like, sit down, Meg. <laughs> Just, oh my god i just kept thinking after the whole thing going and introducing laurie griffin not you meg sit down and i just kept thinking about that over and over and laurie um, and laurie <laughs> terry weigel that's where pamela bentley now pamela was the the mean bitch who yeah. looks like she was in porn she now, yeah she was really mean I went. I did look her up because I said she's definitely going to be somebody I need to look up. She was in Virgin Hunters Three, Agent of Passion, Legendary Players, Big Tits at Work. Oh my god! <laughs> Seduced by a Cougar Twenty Three, Legends and Starlet Six, My Friend's Hot Mom Twenty Seven, Inari Loves Girls. Six and a half weeks, The Cougar Club 4, Lesbian Babysitters Volume 5, The Stepmother Made Me 3, The Cougar Club 2, Legends and Starlets 3, Lesbians Truth or Dare 3, Legends and Starlets Volume 2, <laughs> Two Chicks Same Time 5, Another Man's Milf, Cheating Wives Tales 14, Masturbation Nation 5, Milf Legends 1, Superstar Milfs 1, okay, that's Mr. Enough. Dism- that's, that's Big Tit Fixation, that's all Mother Teaching Daughters How to Suck Cock 3. And somehow and we have we have so much more. And then there's actually uh, being Ron Jeremy. She actually shows she was in something else with a, another superstar. She played Ron Jeremy. She played Ron Jeremy. <laughs> somehow cheerleader <laughs> camp is the most embarrassing thing she's been. in. <laughs> no, hang on. So all of these movies that she was in, yet she was in Predator Two. Yep. Savage Beach and Mark for Death with Steven Seagal. <laughs> I gotta watch. Going even on top of the list. I gotta watch Predator Two now. Didn't even pick her out. Well, she was the Colombian girl, so good luck. <laughs> you just ruined Chuck's day. He was going to sit there and try to find her. I'll find her. And she was, oh, well, here you go. Um, probably her biggest claim to fame. She was in Married with Children. One, two, three. She was in four episodes Ooh. of Married with Children. What was she? Uh, Jade. So she might have been at the Jiggly Room because she plays yeah. Jade each time. So yeah, wow. um, she had a yeah. promising career. She's there at uh, well, she's, You know what? This is. It starts from nine eighty five. Oh shit! She was in Miami Vice. She was in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Then Cheerleader Camp. And then she moved on, and she was doing Baywatch. She did Jack Hay. She did Two Two Seven. She did Night Visitor, Savage Beach, First and Ten. I used to love that show. 
um, marked for death, married with children. So she was doing legit shit up until 91. And, and at 91, Raunch 3 and Penthouse, Fast Cars, Fantasy Women, and more Dirty Debutantes 9. Just porn. That started in 1991. That Then it just went, it kept going. Because if you look, it went 85, 86, 88, 89, 89. That was her big year, 89, when it was all legit. Uh, 88, 89, 1990 was marked for death. <clears throat> 88 to 90 was married with children. 90 was predator and then 91 we saw her descent into fucking porn the, the 90s were not kind no and the all. last one she did was in 2017 that was virgin hunters 3 agents <laughs> of passion i wonder where she is now uh let's see like like i'm just curious as to like is she is she doing like alternate names. On, oh here you go yeah, like great. Alternate names. christina walker Teresa weigel terry weigel terry weigel with two r's Terry Weigel, W-E-I-G-L-E, and Terry Weigel, T-E-R-I-W-I-E-G-E-L. <laughs> aliases. So, yeah, she made sure she covered up her tracks pretty well, I think. <laughs> no one will ever find Stupid me. Stupid ass. No. Oh, and she was in music video in Callaway's I Want to Be Rich. Good for her. Well done. So, yeah, um, oh, my God. So this- she, was, she was our first death, um, aside from – no, no, no. I'm um, sorry. She's our first death in the party that they introduced to us. Yeah, the the intrepid. Crew. The other girl, yeah, the other girl's just dead. We don't know why, and they keep her in the fucking freezer, the meat freezer camp. Why not? Yeah, sure. Well, they find her with her wrist slit. Right, and they thought it was the pressure was too much. Too and much. Cared. This fucking cheerleader nobody camp gave a fuck. Can you imagine? Like, there's nobody good at this cheerleader camp at all. No, no they really weren't. Good nobody's good, so there's no pressure because everybody sucks. Well, not here. This was the best of the best. And, <laughs> I guess. And and if you die, there's a good chance they will keep you in the meat freezer next to the pudding. Well, yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to like you know say anything until the competition was over. They didn't want to spoil the competition. Yeah, they did. They did not no. want to muddy the. They didn't want to muddy the waters. So. <laughs> I just love yeah. this. Goes to show you, like, there's nothing to talk about. We just went into uh, Terry Weagle's entire life. <laughs> Her poor choices from start to finish. Her 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 rise to fame and her eventual decline because there's nothing else going on in this movie at all. So we all know Buck Flower. Uh, he plays our creepy janitor. Um, and I know the name probably escapes you, but when you, the minute you see this dude, you know who he is. Uh, he was in They Live. Yep. He was the drifter in They Live. That you know who the fuck this guy is. Though. You've seen him in uh, Back to the Future. Him. He was the bomb. Uh, right. He's not typecast either. <laughs> um, he was in. Oh, so let's go through this through his his games uh, and dreams. He was a diamond smuggler as George Buckflower. They are among us. The TV movie as old Chuck. The <laughs> Curse of the Komodo. He was the cashier. <laughs> Power We're Rangers just going to spend Force. the whole time talking about what the cast. Honestly, <laughs> there's nothing else to it talk is, about. It is way this more interesting garbage. to look into the the life of Buckflower than it is to talk about this film. So he plays truck drivers, homeless people. <laughs> Always bums. Uh, he's oh yeah, drunk. He was Grandpa and Bloodsucker. I do. That was good. Uh, he was a uh, homeless man in Wishmaster. So again, everybody has their niche in Hollywood. Buck Flowers found his. He's a drunk. He's a drunk fuck. Bum. Um. So and also in Breaking. 
Look at that. Oh, the, oh shit, God. You see, maybe that's how he got loose into Dickie and he got he had his peeps around him. <laughs> I'll get you in, babe. Don't have to worry I about know it. people. Come over here. I got some Come friends. They're making a picture. Show me your Ninja 3, the domination technique. <laughs> Show me your ninjas. Let me see your nunchucks. Uh, so, listen to Dickie. Again, my shining star, my hope for this movie. Um, there were so many Ninja 3 jokes during this. <laughs> I just, I, okay, so to be fair, I was well into an, a, a good case of beer and I just kept saying it. I just kept saying the word Ninja 3 domination because Ninja 3. I wanted her to backhand someone or, or stab someone with something. Now, here's the thing. Lucinda Dickey, she's an enigma. She is an enigma wrapped inside of a puzzle, <laughs> twisted around a conundrum. Because let's read her actress credits. She was Perry Mason, The Case of the Defiant Daughter in 1990. Cheerleader Camp in 88. 84 brought us Electric Break into Electric Boogaloo. 84 also brought us Ninja 3, The Domination. And 84 also brought us Break into a Special K. And I remember her in Grease 2. She was one of the background dancers that you can see in the reproduction song with uh, Shooter McGavin, who played Goose in Grease 2. <laughs> Shooter McGavin. Hey, shit like you for breakfast. You <laughs> piece of shit for breakfast? No. no. So uh, she was my hope. And she. Uh, the one thing all, that could have carried the film it. for you. That's it. Um, Couldn't even And do she that. was a solid gold dancer. <laughs> She played the she played the fucking mascot in this movie. Yes, they, they gave her the she old ugly the role. The mascot of the team, yeah. Usually the the thick fugly girl gets the mascot part, and she was just constantly, constantly shit on by the rest of the people in this movie. <laughs> and every time somebody would say something to her, it was always with a mouthful of venom. Yeah, they were. They were really mean. They wouldn't even call her by it, her name. They would just call her like no. Mascot. They'd be like you. Oh, what do you know, mascot? Yeah, I know. And then when the mascot... Please, somebody murder her. Throw a ninja star at her. Something. (laughs) Trying to eat lunch. (laughs) Oh, you're here, mascot? mascot table. Yeah. (laughs) They had to eat through their mascot helmets. And when she's trying to stand up... Yeah, she tried standing up for herself. She's like, I can't eat through this mask. And the woman's like, sit down and put your head back put on. Put your head back on. You're, like, You're a what? mascot. You're not even yeah, human. Like, what the fuck? You're like, a waste of yeah, life. They took it real serious. Yes, and even watching uh, the Goldbergs when, when Adam was the fighting fucking <laughs> dude. Like, <laughs> even they didn't take it that serious. It was ridiculous. In the, so, in the worst mascot costumes I've ever seen, by the way. Yeah, well, they just... Yeah, they, they were awful. They grabbed whatever they could at the costume store. They did. That was the it. The chicken? Oh, my God. Yeah, like if, if your dollar store chicken. sold mascot costumes, this is what they'd get. Uh, well, the it was the 80s, tree. so I'm sure... Dollar Tree. I'm sure somebody, somebody in the 80s had access to a, uh, a costume rental place. And they said, listen, we have Leaf Garrett in this movie. Oh, Leaf Garrett? Holy shit. Wow. It's a high-end production. Take anything you want. Right. Oh, my God. Lucinda Dickey? You mean Special K from Breakin'? Oh, my God. <laughs> here, yes. Here, put our mascot costume. Put this mascot head over his, his skull so you can't see his balding forehead. Wait. You mean this this mascot costume is for Lucinda Dickey and not Leaf Garrett or, <laughs> or Travis McKenna? Okay. All sure. Right. You guys are doing kind of a weird production, but okay. Sounds like a great, great show. 
What do you mean? You got Buck Flowers? Oh, my God. No. Oh, terrific. And, wow, nobody else. Okay, fair. That's cool. No, all right. That's fine. So the rest of the movie is spent <clears> – it is, it is, it's supposed to be – okay, let's, let's boil everything down. Let's, <clears throat> let's remove cheerleader camp from this. Okay, because there's, there's no, there's barely any cheerleading in it. Right. Well, yeah. no, no, well, no, no, no. Uh, let's be fair. They do show some of their competitions, <laughs> yeah, and some of their routines, which I was embarrassed for them. <laughs> Turn yeah, it off, especially, especially. Yeah, exactly. I felt like George Siegel watching his daughter be <laughs> fucked. <laughs> and uh, I just, you're watching this, and Leaf Garrett and Travis McKenna doing the. Singing, they were doing the oh, singing, they were doing the dancing. They do a rap. Like, oh, god, it's even worse. You're, fucking, you're killing me. It was an 80s old school rap done by two. Oh, idiots. my god, that was so bad. Oh, it was fucking horrible. It was so, so bad. Yeah, so now let's 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 take all that away. Let's take away cheerleading camp. Let's take away Leaf Garrett's hairline. <laughs> let's take away <laughs> Travis McKenna's cholesterol. Ninja let's three, just throw, throw it all out. out, right? And let's look at let's look at this plot. You have a girl. You have a girl who's having nightmares. Okay, she is unsure about her boyfriend, who wasn't cheating when he got there. Yeah. Let's be fair; he went no. with her. But the second um, he got there, though, yeah, the second he got there, she was untrustworthy and she didn't like it, and she didn't want him to do this and this and this, and then he couldn't get close to her, and blah blah blah. So, but again, let's let's remove this. So. We have a girl who's having nightmares. So she's she has a tortured past, which is very cool. And you're like, all right. This is... And she has these nightmares of being killed or killing people. And you're like, all right. And then they They're get pom-poms. to this place and people start to die. Okay. So now she's unsure whether maybe she did it or not. Yeah. Because she had a dream. That are they dreams? Are they dreams? Or are she, is she sleepwalking? Or is she having some sort right. of psychic, some sort of psycho break? And then the whole movie is other people kind of adding their own two cents in this because everybody's flawed in this movie. Um, everybody's uh, twisted and everybody has a bad, a bad side that they're hiding. So you find out by the time we get to the end of the movie and the, what, what should be a high body count happens, she's unsure whether her boyfriend's the killer or is she the killer or – someone else the killer trying to drive her insane and blame her you don't know and the, so now take away the cheerleading camp and the stupid everything else this would make a kind of a cool yeah psychological horror that all sounds okay. good yeah. as a as the right? blueprint to build this mm-hmm. thing and you're like wow this is if you if you take away all the, the dressing on it it's, it's it has the bones to be a decent movie it's like and a like psychological thriller, right? And it could like honestly, yeah, it there, is. Are, there are there are movies. Uh, what's that? Hot tension or high tension? Yeah, where mm-hmm. like she turns out to be the killer, and you know here she was. She thought there was somebody else killing, but she was doing it the whole time. So this this formula has been used successfully since 1985. So and, cheer, and cheerleader camp was like, how can I ruin this? Yeah, how can we take a, a, a okay. story that can be used and just basically open my butt cheeks wide <laughs> and just spray shit all over this? How script? can we take this highbrow concept and shit all over? Hey, it? Uh, 
so so now yeah that's that's my thing um this was what's the guy's name martin uh i can't remember his fucking name who's the dickhead who wrote this written by david martin. lee fine and rl o'keefe wait a minute hang on a second that's not what it says on imdb uh-oh wow. they don't know who wrote it that's what i got yeah, from uh, nobody's Wikipedia. taking credit Here it is. yeah oh, nobody's like no, no. I'm sorry. The storyline synopsis was written by this this turd. Never mind. I'm not giving him a fucking plug. I <laughs> um, know it'd be great. They were killing people at a cheerleader camp. Okay, we're gonna give you a credit. Just slide you in. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, champ. You did it. What about you that chick from Breaking? I know. Her right and then Buck Flowers showed up because he was in the garbage can. He was like, <laughs> I know her. He's digging through the trash like a raccoon. <laughs> He just digs in the studio trash. And they, <laughs> hey, Buck, you want to be a bum? Fuck yeah. Buck, we got another <laughs> one for you. You're in. going to pay you in cheese whiz. Buck, we're going to pay you like always. There's rotten bagels behind the stand. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> Three-day-old bagels. Oh, sweet. I think they're off the set of Breaking 2. All right, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Bageling 2. <laughs> Casting crew. So... Yeah, the uh, David Yes piece of shit. David and Lee a, Fine and R.L. O'Keefe. But this was a weird, like, it felt at times like they had made a comedy oh first. Oh, my God. It did. It, it did. And I then know. tried to shoehorn a horror stop plot the, into stop it. Stop the show. Stop the goddamn show. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Pump the fucking brakes, Nelly. Okay. David Fine's fucking filmography. And this makes so much sense right now. <sighs> As a Foley artist, okay, not a director, not a writer, a Foley artist, Star Trek Beyond, Cult, the TV series, Looper, Foley artist, what? Fringe, what? what? Foley artist, The Walking Dead, The Raven, The Mentalist, Project X, The Vow, Underworld, Awakening, Dolphin Tale, Dolphin Tale, Pick. <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love, The Hangover, Water for Elephants, Red Riding Hood, Beastly, Batman, Arkham Asylum, Where the Wild Things Are, The Marine, Dude, The Crazies, The Unborn, Appaloosa, John Adams, Keith, Leatherheads, B-Movie, The Invisible, TMNT, God of War 2. <clears throat> okay, so let's just, I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to read through all of them, but this is an impressive fucking list. Yeah, that's what I'm an like. An impressive list of Foley soundtrack. Yeah, I was say, it's a Foley guy. You fucking turd. <laughs> Ready what he wrote? This turd wrote Cheerleader Camp and Demonoid. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh my God. But that's when Fuck his boss called you. him in. His boss called him in, like, look, dude, all right. Scripts, you're you're an excellent Foley guy. Like, you're, you're one of the best. We can't. Bro, 1977, The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is all over. This guy is a talent. This, this guy Foley's. He foley's like a motherfucker, but writing scripts. He foley's like a god. Not your, not your scene guy. He should, he should stick to one thing. He oh, did. Wait. Well, gladly he did. It sounded like he did. Right. Uh, hopefully, now there's no picture of R.L. O'Keefe. There is zero picture. The only thing he ever has done has been he wrote Cheerleader Camp. So hopefully, he hung himself right after the movie. <laughs> he, oh get, my god. he got a talking to the studio. Called him in. They get, HR called him David, in. Yeah, at that point, David Fiend, Fine, whatever the fuck his name was, he shot him. He took him out to the woods, and he fucking <laughs> shot him. And he's like, we will never speak of this again. Never mention his name again. So Never. Ever, ever. 
so here's the deal. Um, we skipped through a lot of the garbage <laughs> in this movie because the movie is garbage. There's, I mean, we haven't even really talked about the movie at all, but that's okay. No, but I, but I there's won't. Not, I won't. There's, there's not, nothing to talk there's about. There's not much. There's everything. No. There's, there's no, jokes. There even I the mean, jokes I, in the shit. I will say this. If you haven't watched American Horror Story, the newest season, the 1984. Um, I have cheerleaders. I'm kind is that all no. you did? You just watched that and you pretended it was this? I did. I was like, yeah. this is so good. Oh, Cheerleader <laughs> Camper is great. Yeah. Why didn't you guys like this movie? Yeah, how did you not like this? Because you were watching American Horror Story yeah. Slasher. Because <laughs> you did not watch Cheerleader Camper because you thought it was good. Um, you're, but you're, like the van, the van part at the beginning, you know, where they're right. all It's, it's the all the tropes. This yeah. is it's, These are yeah. the things that made slasher movies. It's like right. a... Like, that, it put me in it. mind of the beginning of like when they go to camp in AHS 84. So it kind of like, I thought to myself, I'm like, did... Surely they didn't watch this movie and get... No, no. but uh, they did. They probably did because... They probably did. They probably it has did. all of the elements... It has uh, every it element of an '80s horror, but it's got this yes. weird underlying, like Porky's kind of. It did. Weird. It really did. It yes. I teen agree. comedy thing going on. But like, the, even the jokes suck. Like, like, I like don't know. for like, like, t- like hmm. the uh, Travis McKenna shows up when they're all like skinny dipping and he's like in drag for no reason whatsoever taking pictures and he tries to pretend to be like some and he tries to pretend he's a woman like Screech. weird like what <laughs> what the hell is this like screech dressed up as uh Sinead o'connor the, yeah. the the cleaning lady so he can <laughs> so he can record the girls in the locker room singing like that that was just good wholesome fun and he kept like he was so greasy as a pervert yeah but like in the 80s it's like oh fun this um, dude would have had his fat ass me tooed and thrown in prison yeah. by the time. Yes. Yes, he would have. I, I guarantee you, Harvey Weinstein watched this movie and was like, whoa, brother, pull it back, son. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey's yeah. like, hey. Yeah, he's like, hey, you're, you're, pushing a little, you're coming on a little strong, hey, Travis. Hey, my guy. Take it pull down it, a couple notches, Pull it back, Travis. my yeah. dude. Pull it back, my guy. <laughs> hey, uh, bro. This, uh, Seriously. God damn it. He actually recorded the old broad and the fucking hairy beaver chested sheriff. Uh, he other. did, and I was like, "Oh." Well, that was I their never, that was their weird never, sex moment to get out of. I never longed for, for a movie. I never like, longed for geriatric sex like that, like, <laughs> like that bog kiss in, in bog. You wanted bog back. I wanted bog back. I wanted to see sexy mouth, open mouth kissing. Bog from was so much more oct- reserved. And, yeah. <laughs> that bog that bog was a better sex scene. Yeah, absolutely. Two old folks Gosh. slamming together. Just slapping each other's fucking <laughs> oh, like, like mouth. crash test dummies hitting a brick wall. Oh. So that was bad. The bottom line of the movie is uh so Allison thinks it's Leaf Garrett is the killer because Lucinda Dickey's in her ear about blah blah blah. Turns Convincing out Lucinda Dickey's the killer. Hooray! Oh, the what a shock! Wins. The mascot. The whole time, the mascot was the killer. She's been pulling the strings. She's the puppet master. And she and, and she framed honestly, she framed Betsy yeah. Russell for all the murders. And they instantly believed her too, which was great. I yep. love there's no detective she cheering. She was in a cheering outfit doing a routine as the as the ambulance pulled away. Yeah. Yeah. But they were all still there though. Hmm. Cops, everybody, everybody was there. <laughs> so they watched her just have this psychotic episode, 
cheerleading at the end. They took off. They took the other lady. Well, but you know, it made sense because like everybody was kind of a dick to her. Right. Well, that she was. She was a puppet master. She got to pull the strings, and that was the big swerve. But they didn't even like. But but there was no reason why they didn't give you a reveal about why she did it, though. Nope. Everybody was an asshole. On top like of that, trying to eat, and she's even getting eat. Allison is strapped in the gurney, and she's like, "No, no, you don't understand." And the cops like, "Yeah, sure, we don't." Well, and he gets in the van where they're like, "He's like, I'm gonna berate you all the way to the hospital, bitch." Well, Corey told <laughs> us she did it, so obviously you yeah. did it. Obviously, the mascot wouldn't lie. Oh, look, she's a psychopath screaming a cheer now that she's <laughs> being wheeled uh, away. Well, let's get back to you, you crazy psycho bitch. But they, there wasn't like any kind of like, oh, she was abused. Yeah, that she was, was her a sister. Kid. Her sister was killed. She had wanted nothing. to be a cheerleader. She was rejected by everybody. No, nothing. Nothing. And, it, and they just ended the movie, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> couldn't be happier that they ended it I th- because it sucked. <laughs> we were we were so I think we were ready to shut it off though at the end. We're like that's we're- what I'm saying. Uh, we had about 30 minutes left, and I was literally my finger was on the button of being like, <laughs> "Fuck, we're this done." Movie. I don't care. It can't end in any way, shape, or form. That's like acceptable so just cut it off here and when i saw we had 30 minutes left i'm like oh no oh no and i was like what else is there to do but now i will give uh, um so the one good thing and i like to say one good thing about a movie um morgan weasling is the poster artist and that poster artist and here's the thing as much as this movie is a piece of shit and (laughs) i am angry about every level of it that movie poster is iconic. Yeah, because I, I saw it every time I went into the video store, and that's one of the that's one of the reasons why I picked it. Yeah, it's every time I went into the video store, I saw that poster, I saw that dead cover, and I always like, oh wow, I always wanted to see it, and I watched it. And here's the thing: I don't remember having this much rage when I was younger <laughs> watching this. <laughs> you know, twenty well, years I ago think- watching this, this was this great. Was- yeah, like I don't remember. I don't. I remember it wasn't great, but I just was like, mm. there weren't even any boobies in this room. No, to speak man, of, to save it. No. That, that's the thing I'm of saying. Of all like, the movies to have that in there, the, exactly. the, the gratuitous nudity scenes. This movie would have been fine with it. This movie would have been all about it. Yeah, I mean, I was really shocked it didn't because I mean, you think cheerleader camp, you immediately think. Uh, and like, in the like shower everybody's gonna be naked like at some point well yeah. again we had we had two sets there was the blonde on the rock and then uh pamela took off her top to to rival the girl on the on the rock yeah and that was it yeah but that, so, was, it. that was it that was yeah. all and so that was so a like, little disappointing right and then well, then there was the other scene where, again, Pamela took off her top so you can see it as she was getting ready. And you're like, oh, all right, uh, just I guess. Sure. But at this point, you're already mad. Yeah. Like this isn't even helping. <laughs> no. Now I'm just now I'm pissed off because your father's disappointed in you right now. Because your daddy right now is going, look at my baby. I can't even tell my friends about this. They're going to jerk off to my daughter. Her top comes out. Yeah. She's like, I'm, you know what? I don't even want this. Just, just move yeah. on. Just keep going. Just let's move on. You know what? I don't care what you're doing. Nice try. I'm Roger Murtawing this because I don't want any of my friends to see this. <laughs> and this had like a, like, like you said, the poster of it. It made you think of like the, the old. The poster of it's awesome. But it's like an old, yep. like, horror novel cover. Yep. Like this. this well, that's how they lure you in. And they did it. They got us. Fucked you. So 
what I'll, what I will tell you guys um, as our listening audience. Normally, I'll be like, you guys need to go see this just because I want to fuck you guys over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'll do you the favor. I'll do you solid. Do not watch this movie. Just watch Breaking. Skip it. Yeah, go watch Breaking. Go watch. No, 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 no. Fuck Breaking. Don't watch it. Ninja Three. No, no, always. Okay, always watch it. I'm gonna lie. Don't. Always watch Breaking. But Ninja Three: The Domination. Check that out. Old school ninja movie, 80s ninja movie with Shokasugi, the ninja, man. This guy was the real deal, Shokasugi, and then Lucinda Dickey. Yeah. And my favorite part, again, she takes a uh, uh, pool ball. I think it, I want to say it's an eight because it's yellow. And she crushes the pool ball <laughs> and then blows the pool ball dust in a guy's face. And kills him. Dude, come on. Isn't she? She's possessed by a ninja. Isn't that she's what it possessed is? Possessed by the ghost of a ninja. Yes, dude. There you go. go see this goddamn movie. Go see Ninja <laughs> Three: The Domination. If you take anything away from Cheerleader Camp, it's to go watch Ninja it's Three. It's go see Ninja Three: The Domination. And I just want to let you guys know, in case anybody really wants this movie, you can get it on DVD on Amazon for forty-five dollars. <laughs> and if you're going to do is that, it really that just send, Yes, just send me the forty-five dollars, and I'll come to your house and punch you in the face. <laughs> You'll get exactly the same out of it. We'll come to your house with a forty-five. I'll come to your house and I'll put you I'll out of misery. Butt of a forty-five gun, <laughs> and you'll feel just as good after watching it. Um. So I want to. I do want to get into some of the reviews. Oh, because are, you guys are there, will. Are there five stars. I want five star reviews. Here we go. Yeah, I want to hear like good reviews. Yeah. Ready. William R. William R. Great movie. Five stars. <laughs> you, know you know what I wish it was now? Just a review of Ninja 3 and accidentally put it at the cheerleader now, camp. Okay, here we go. Stanley Runk of 2011. The movie everyone is cheering about. Here's another what? one of the late 80s batch of slasher flicks that go a bit more for comedy than horror. In fact, this movie in particular is recognized as half slasher Half sex comedy. Sex comedy? What? The problem with the sex comedy half is that it's not funny. Not to mention the nudity, the nudity is strangely minimal. The problem with the slasher half is almost seems like it's an afterthought, as right. though the movie started out as something else. The slasher thing is sprinkled throughout, and there are disappointingly low body counts. And the body count there isn't very impressive in the gore or creativity departments. So with all this working against the movie, oddly enough, the film is still entertaining. It should be a failure, but it's not. Well, the story has where well, here we go. <laughs> this is probably Leif Garrett's cousin. <laughs> the story has Leif Garrett leading a group, uh, a group cheer. The story has Leif Garrett leading a group cheerleaders, one of them, his girlfriend, Allison, and taking them to cheerleader camp. If such a thing really exists. Okay, do you not know that those things do yes, exist? Yeah. I'm sure cheerleader oh, camps they, exist. Come yes, on, Stanley. Fucking smart enough, kid. All right, at camp, the girls are supposed to compete or something. <laughs> they also seem to train that's a true. bit. He knows what goes on at cheerleader that's camp. True. That's true. You know what? You can start the review right there. They're supposed to be a cheerleader camp or something, I guess. I don't know. Mostly they bicker and get into rivalries and other assorted cheerleader drama. Leaf is getting a bit fed up with Allison not giving him the goods. So his eyes and other body parts, I made a funny guys, start to wander. Allison is having murderous nightmares that seem to be giving her, quote, issues. 
This plot point is really never explained. Usually, if a character has some oddball dreams or premonitions, at least explain to a certain degree, whether from past trauma or whatever. Well, as you may have guessed, cheerleaders, mainly of Garrett's group, start getting picked off by an unknown killer. By God, could it be Allison? How about the lecherous Leaf, the snooty camp director who's conducting private cheerleading sessions with the local sheriff, the jealous team mascot, the fat clownish guy, or maybe the old standby, the perverted handyman, played by George Buckflower? (laughs) Well, I can tell you right now, about half an hour or less into this, it's not very hard to figure out. The bulk of the nudity is handled by Terry Weigel, who went on to stardom in the porn world. And from what I've seen, I do prefer Terry's later performances. She probably has the goriest of deaths, but that's not saying much. As I said before, I find this movie strangely enjoyable. But be that as it may, I wouldn't suggest Cheerleader Camp until you've seen the best of the genre has to offer. Cheerleading Camp isn't the worst. (laughs) There can only be one last slumber party. Three stars. I mean, watch all these other great movies before you watch this movie. Is that what what he's saying? I mean, I'm going to be honest. His review just wrapped up the whole movie. Pretty much. It just, it just I'll give did him that. Show. How about a title? This, this is a tremendous title. Give me a C, give me an R, give me an A, give me a P. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the film is called Bloody Pom Poms, but was renamed to Cheerleader Camp. Hmm. Okay. So oh, People, people yeah. are killed with pom poms in this. I forgot about that. They are. Yeah. Like she, that's see. what she flashes them with. Is her pom poms? Yeah. The they never, they never establish what's in them to kill them. Uh, we have an anonymous, anonymous Amazon customer in 2017. I watched this years ago. Glad I was able to add it to my collection. Five stars. Uh, and this was JMK. Even though the movie was filmed some years ago, I found it interesting. The main reason I bought this movie was Terry Weigel. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, Terry Weigel, big fan base. Five stars. She does have a big fan base, clearly. Um, Friday the 13th meets Porky's Awesome by M. Keller in 2004. This movie has so many great memories for me. I remember the first time I saw it has Lucinda Dickey from Breaking and Ninja 3, Betsy Russell from Tomboy and Avenging Angel, and it's a total gore fest. What? With some of the funniest moments I've ever seen in a camp slasher movie. I recommend this to all summer camp slasher and Friday the 13th fans. It is without doubt the funniest and most entertaining one you'll ever see. The DVD is coming, and I can't wait to replace my old VHS copy by M. Keller. Five stars. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Slipcover arrived intact. Five Fuck stars. Fuck you, M. Keller. That, um, I mean, that's a little over the top for this wait, movie. I think this is one of the most fun, cheesy horror movies from the 80s. Betsy Russell, a head cheerleader, suffers from hallucinations of killing. Filled with gore and an unbelievable plot, Cheerleader Camp is definitely for those who love horror movies from the 80s. Five stars by Henry, 2004. I hope it's Henry Lee Lucas. <laughs> and, he, and he kills all of them. Oh, my God. I cannot believe these fucking reviews. Stop. It's like troll reviews. That is the worst. That is atrocious that you even... Oh, for fuck's sake. It's not even entertaining on any... It's not entertaining as a comedy. It's not oh, entertaining God. as a horror movie. You know what? I'm I'm commenting on Mary Kay's. Hang on, <laughs> you <laughs> dumb motherfucker! You son of a bitch! How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, you're so awful! I just hate you. So you've only seen two movies: seen Cheerleader Camp and Friday the Thirteenth. 
Oh, definitely cheerleader camp. One of the funniest ones out there. Funniest ones ever made. Are you kidding me? Oh, Is that that fat guy, oh. that jolly fat guy from uh, Batman Returns? Oh, God damn it, fat clown. He was great. He's my favorite. Oh, he was a awful. creeper. He was the hero. Yeah, he, was, he didn't want the penguin he was to drown super and, yeah. He was super rapey. Like, from the very beginning, yeah, he's he, like super rapey. He's, he's filming like rapey everybody. He was, but he was fun. He slapped asses, grabbed yeah. asses and stuff. He was fun. Good Hilarious. kid. Yeah. He did no cheerleading whatsoever. Well, he did rap. Come on, dude. He rapped with Leaf Garrett. And then... Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not. I don't want to He was a rapey rapper. <laughs> No, I, don't. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. I think we're, we're done with it. Right? So, anybody else have anything to add about I, this movie? No, no I'm done. There's not much to add to it, though. No. No, that review just reviewed the whole movie. A shitty movie, shitty reveal, terrible plot, terrible characters. Yeah. Oh, worse actors. Worse actors. Horrid. The characters were shitty, the people playing them, even worse. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it, it could have been done better. It could have been oh, done yeah. better. Anybody. It, it, if, it, if you would have got three-year-olds, yeah. it would have yeah. been done better. I mean, it, it, it was a good theory. You know, like they could have done way better with it. Well, it goes without saying, I think. <laughs> Original yeah. plot written on a napkin by David Lee Fain. <laughs> to go a feminine on to napkin used. Perennial, used feminine napkin. fully How expert. Fully so man uh, of the '80s. So I definitely think we uh, we never speak of this again. Uh, I'm so sorry there wasn't much to talk about. Well, no. Here's the thing. No, I want to bury this episode, but we can't because we did get some amazing phone calls. We did, and I'd like to get. Let's get to those because we have a good. We can have. Some yes, good discussion we had some great phone calls. Continuing the trend, though, of at least good calls from the listeners. Yes, trying to save the day. So at this point, um, Chuck, if you want to want to cue those up so you can uh, play them out for us. Yep. And we got one from uh, Big Evil. Biggie Pops. Biggie. Popping in. He's emailed before, so I'll play this one right now. What's up, Sal, Cat, and Chuck? This is Big Evil out here in northwestern Pennsylvania. Uh, love the show, man. It's it's my favorite thing. The only thing is, you guys got me like a fiend out here on Kensington Ave, waiting for my next fix with the every two week thing. I gotta admit, I love the burning. Brought back great memories. One again, I, I remember it after watching it. It is an excellent movie. But I have to admit, I think I'm still a little damaged from the turdtastic trio of Death Metal Zombies, Bog, and Goddamn Croak. My brain was fried after those three. Uh, Again, really love the show. Question for you. If you could have one horror-based video game turned into a kick-ass movie, what would it be, and who would you have directed for me, it would be The Suffering. It's an old uh, PlayStation 2 or 3 game. Really cool concept. Um, and probably Del Toro would be my director. My second question is, if Clive Barker regains the rights to Hellraiser, 
do you think he can revitalize the franchise and make it what it used to be for the first two movies? Again, guys, it's a kick-ass show. Loving it. And I will uh, give you a call again later on. Peace. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, all right, Pops. So now, always thought-provoking. Huh. So horror game turning into a movie. Okay. So now, here's the thing. You have to automatically disqualify House of the Dead <laughs> because Yui Bowl already did it. Now that's what I was gonna go like. What what's the criteria now? Like if you if it already had a movie made, is it disqualified from the list? Well, uh, no. You can you can spin it. You can you can change it to what you know with your your own okay your own flavor. So why don't you go first, Chuck? Then Cat. Okay. Yeah, because this one's hard for me because I don't. I'm not a game player. And the reason I asked that was because this movie this series does have animated features for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not like a major motion picture release. Oh, uh, Dead okay. Space. Dead Space. Now, Dead Space, one of the one of a select few games that scared me. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because uh, when I ordered it, when I got the game, I, I pre-ordered it and I got the anime with it. So did I. So I watched the movie first, then I played the game, which did not help. It was just, <laughs> it just fucked. It, did, it, was, it didn't it prepare you. Yes, it set it set you up for just worse scares. So, and I, again, I feel like, um, uh, Event Horizon. Yeah, it's a, it's kind Event of a mix between Horizon. Event Horizon and the Thing. Yeah, but I feel like Event Horizon could have been better. If, that, it, if it got to a dead space type of scenario. With that element in it? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you know, again, having to kind of traverse through things. And I, again, I, when I watched it, when I watch, when I rewatch Event Horizon, I think I always think of the uh, Galaxy Quest thing. Who yeah. designs a ship like this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why would you, why would you put this? this in the ship? Yeah. But I, I, dead space, there was no, there was no like, haha for me in dead space the whole thing was just pretty much white knuckle through the whole yeah. thing it's all about body horror it's all about like like the thing it's about an alien like entity that it like takes over people and turns them into like this horrible like, mutation yeah. mutation and it's everything is uh in the video game in dead space everything was uh pretty much off to your your periphery so you never saw anything head on until it was attacking you yeah so those, it'd be like those moments thing. of like terror where you're walking around, you have no idea what's going to come out, and then like intense, like almost action and, scenes where like you're trying and to they run would for just your put life. ambient sounds throughout yeah. the ship, like creaking or something dropping, things moving or around, just, shadows yeah. dripping, and you're just like, oh, dude, let me tell you again. I was in my apartment at the time. I had my me and my roommate, and he went to his girlfriend's house, <laughs> and I was home and he came in the door. He, I guess, you know, he forgot something or whatever the deal was, but he came in the door and I, I jumped up and I was kind of taking, you know, I was caught off guard and I started screaming at him and I'm like yelling at him. He's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, you don't come fucking flying through a door like crazy. <laughs> you're, 
you, you open the door or you knock if you have to. And he's like, I live here. I'm like, fuck that. You don't, you don't do that. <laughs> I just, I just, you it, don't come it, in this apartment like that. Yeah. And I had to keep both cats sitting next to me because I'm like, God, if, well, God forbid one of them jumps. Yeah. If one of them jumps <laughs> when I'm playing, I'm going to throw it. I'm just going to launch the cat. And I, I'm like, sorry, Captain and Gimmick. I'm like, just sit here and just don't chill move. the fuck out. Just stay here with me. While Daddy's I play. playing Dead Space. Yeah, don't, don't move a fucking muscle. Stay with me. It's scary. Don't you fucking move, cat. So, yeah. So, um, Dead Space was de- definitely something I would, number one, I'd like to go replay. Yeah. Do they do it for, is it just, that's just Xbox, isn't it? Uh, so, PlayStation 3 for the, 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 the three games that came out. I don't think they released it in anything else, though. I don't think they like. It's not on like PS4 or anything like that. Yeah, that sucks. They got um, the old PlayStation Three for it. But like, if I was gonna have like a studio do it or director, I think I'd get the guys that did Dread to do it. Oh, nice. So it's like, uh, what's the studio for that? I think it's DNA Films, and the director was Pete Travis. Nice. Because I, I think like visually that movie was great, and I think they could do like the the kind of like horrible like ambient like don't know what's going to go on and like once the action hit i think they could switch over to like a good action like when they were taking the drugs and the fucking yeah the way the the way the 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 whole screen bent and Mm -hmm. melted and yeah yeah just the whole atmosphere they created i think they could do it justice all right that's cool all right cat what do you got okay you guys are probably gonna think this is a little gay. Super Mario, Resident awesome. Evil. We should do Super, Super Mario. Mario with John Leguizamo and the guy from <laughs> Party of Five. That would be so hot. And then Dennis, Dennis, what's his name? Leary. They go through a Hopper. parallel universe. Or... Now, like plumbers. I'm not a big game player. Like I, I'm not like a super huge game player. Uh, uh, the but dude I, from Fridays would beg to differ. I do. <laughs> I love how the restaurant change every changes every time we talk about it. Shenanigans um, would take shenanigans, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Playing horror games is shenanigans. I I got into the the game The Last of Us. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like creepy, horror, scary, but no, it's that, it was it was it, good. It, it's still an edge of your still, seat. Yes. Yeah, and I like I played that game until I like just couldn't play it anymore like i just kept playing it but um it gives you like that post-apocalyptic you know what i mean and i i just thought you know i think that i think that would be a really good mini series it would like that's what i was thinking the thing that makes it better (laughs) the thing that i i again i was i was recommended the last of us to play and i played it the reason i loved it so much was the different it was these were plants yeah. Like these were these plant-based fungus zombies. Yes, it was new. I mean, these were new again. You took a you took a genre that's just kind of like man, man, and made it different. So to me, I, I that that had big points for it. And then um, too, you're like responsible for this little kid almost. Do you know what I mean? Like it's right. a great story. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Yes, I love that game. And um, you know, my husband's like playing video games i'm like yeah he's like didn't you get that for me i'm like yeah but this is a good game i can so watch just this sit here and watch me play this because <laughs> and i think that would that would definitely be a pretty good movie you know to do uh i agree with chuck i think it would be a good mini series 
like yeah. maybe maybe three parts. If they get, if they you could, be, you'd really have to do the movie justice. I think it, like it would work yeah. way better as a miniseries. But I think I think you can find somebody who can do it one yeah. shot. But it's a simple thought, enough I mean, story. Like said, for that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big game player, but I really got into that. Who game would you Who would you get to do it though? Oh. Mm. I really don't know. Like, I can't think because he wasn't like the character. He's not like a super old guy, but he's not a super young guy. Who would direct it? Like, what? What? uh... I have no idea who would direct it. But I'm trying to think of like somebody that would be a good play. It's it's almost like a like Mel Gibsony. <laughs> That's funny. I just I just watched a movie with him, and he looked like Joel from The Last of Us when he was in it. It's called like I, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's like Bad Dad or something like that. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Daddy's Home, two. Was that was like Marky Mark? No, no, no. He, it was like an action movie. He played like a an ex con whose daughter's in trouble. But he but not but he, like a young. Mel Gibson. But no, like, he was he was older. He had a beard and he yeah. had the flannel shirt. I'm like, that's Joel. Is he, is he playing Joel? Did I miss something in another universe? He played Joel. Like, like that's kind of what I was saying. Like Mel Gibson, so you know, funny. like not young, but like, yeah. See, there's that little little weird connection. Apocalypto Mel shit Gibson going on there. So like yeah. post racist Mel Gibson, not pre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. Does he have an Australian I accent? Mean, you could just change the zombies to Jews. You know, it, it would be hot <laughs> if he did have an Australian accent. So some zombies like out he, there. Like if you're in like an Australian <laughs> british type accent. You should just maybe base it A couple of days Australia. ago I saw a tanker that can hold those Jews. What was that? Uh, uh, what was that Australian movie? The Australian uh, Wormwood. That Australian Wormwood. zombie movie, which was fucking tremendous. Again, <laughs> where they take zombies and they made them different. Yeah. They run off that fucking gas. And Death metal zombies. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, well. They ran off no, gas? I don't think I've I thought you were talking yeah, about these zombies. Wolf no, Creek no, the, for a minute. I'll they ran off the gasoline. Look up, uh, look up Wormwood and check it out. It's totally worth it. It's a cool flick. It's a zombie, Australian zombie movie. And here's my thing about Australian zombie movies or Australian apocalypse movies. Nobody's a pussy. And any of them. No. Like, uh, things happen in Australia. They're just like, all right, let's go. Fuck it. Well, they, they kind of live in the apocalypse already. <laughs> right. Like, it's already. Well, they happened. do. Like, the Australian so Outback is pretty much the apocalypse. You. Oh, the yeah. zombies came and they ate the baby. Oh, fuck it. Let's go. The zombies ate my baby. <laughs> Quit your bitching. Get in the fucking car. That's not a You're zombie. Like, <laughs> That's a What's zombie. What's happening? Your, your kid was just eaten by zombies. We'll make another one. Fuck it. <laughs> and you're like, all right. I don't Fuck know. I just zombies. get this impression that like all Australians are like. Crazy like badasses. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just crazy badasses. I mean, maybe yeah. it's having to grow up around all the spiders and snakes. and It's an crocodiles. island entirely populated by criminals. That's what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. These fucking zombies. They got blood on me. Strides. Fuck them. <laughs> My forces can's got zombie blood on it. <laughs> Throw that fucker in the boot. <laughs> Do they call it the boot in Australia? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Put the zombies in the bonnet. All you Australia, everybody in Australia is like, we don't call it a boot, you fucking cunt. Yeah, fucking wanker. Yeah. If anybody listens to us, they... Brent, Brent Logan, buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, you call it a boot? Number one, I'm, I'm, working on you, I'm working on your logo. 
Uh, Brent's got a new band, and I'm, I'm fucking excited to hear him. Um, but if they don't call it a boot, I don't know. You guys call it a trunk, whatever the fuck you call it. Yeah, Let me what, know. What Australian name is it? Well, I mean, what I'm going to do since we can't accept international calls per se, I can pay a 99 cents and accept them. So we'll just go ahead and pay 99 cents. And that way, if any of you international people want to call in, give us a call because I would love to hear your accent on the voicemail anyway. <laughs> Please and thank you. I have my, uh, <laughs> I have my uh, what you call it my on my phone. My Siri has an Australian accent. Mine does too. Yeah, yeah. I switched over. <laughs> Turn my right. Siri's Australian. Yeah, I switched that shit over. So when we're driving, she talks to me. I'm like, "Thank you, sweetie." <laughs> like we're married. <laughs> it's like Gigi Edgley's talking to you. Oh, you're right. And like, you. like Thank if you, I baby. say call so and so, it'll be like ringing James. I'm like, I love that. So calling James. You're like, oh, it doesn't right. say calling. Mine says ringing because it's Australian. That's, that's what they call it. That's not a ringing. voicemail. That's a voicemail. Hang on, let's see. Um, I love I'm calling gonna... overseas because the ring is different too. Oh my god, you'd be Bart Simpson flushing the toilet up in, in reverse. <laughs> this is incredible. Ten million dollars, sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> So I think uh, we we discussed we were discussing it the other day when we got the call and we were talking about it. I definitely think that I would go with Diablo. Yeah, Diablo needs to be would be an amazing amazing story, and I would do a collaboration between Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. and Peter Jackson just for the epic. Yeah. That big okay. budget epic. The big budget epic and the gore because they can both do it. Like in Pan's Labyrinth and yeah. and in yeah. fucking uh, Bad Taste. Like the gore was there. They know they both know how to do gore. So Diablo, just imagine this sweeping epic fantasy of Sanctuary and the story of Diablo and the Coven. And, you know, the Lords of Hell, all of them being there. And then this hyper-violent action of this group of, you know, a barbarian or a monk or a paladin or, you know, you know any of the classes that you play in the game going through these dungeons where it's just, just choked full of demons and undead. And Tearing through hordes of, of yeah, demonic enemies. That, yeah. I really like that idea. So just imagine the action scenes and then imagine the couple of scenes you could do with just the popcorn of, you know, these one hit demons that they hit like cut in half or they gut and they just the, the gore alone would be fucking sick. But then to have the full story, because the storyline is great. And like we we're what are we on season four now, Chuck? Yeah. With the what season. Uh, oh, it's, it's what? Like twentieth, like yeah, it's twenty four or yeah. something like that. It's a long time. Yeah, it's been going on forever. And the thing is, you can, you can play it every year, and it doesn't matter because storyline's the same, but they change some shit and they add some shit. And you're just like, I just enjoy playing it over and over. And to see that on a big screen would be great. It's like a really even, kind of bleak Lord of the Rings if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You can even break it into a trilogy or even you know two parts if you want to. There's a lot of story there from one movie. 
Yes, absolutely. And you and you and again, need to, like you said, epic. you you either have to do the trilogy, like you said, or yep. you'd have to do something like it's just these people dealing with a demonic invasion going on. But again, I, I feel like that doesn't do it justice because any movie can be a a horde killing monster movie. Yeah, this needs you need to tell the tale. You need to tell the story of the Lords of Hell and them getting kicked out and these guys fighting back and then the people coming back after that. You know, like it's. It's kind of the world is brought to the brink of the apocalypse and then, you know, then saved and then lost and then saved. So I feel like that's a great story. And I think the visuals could be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like Diablo would be it. And I think, again, like I said, Del Toro and, and Peter Jackson, I think, would be yeah, pretty vi- bad. Visually, they can a- make that look amazing. I only know uh, about this game because my brother was like obsessed with it. But yeah, I agree. I heard all about it. Yeah, that's that's fucking amazing. Um, and and again, I don't feel like it got well. It you know like it it does have, um, it does have you know it's following. Yeah, people do love it. I still don't feel like it's got enough traction, which is weird. Yeah, because it it's been around for a long, following. long time. It has been around for a long time, and like it. It really shocks me too that it doesn't have a bigger following than it does. And I, I, we were discussing this last night. We, were, me and Chuck, were playing, and I, I said, "It's got a board game, you know. It's got like the D and D second edition, which is twenty years ago, twenty plus years ago coverage. But that was like kind of meh. That was like mainstream boring. Yeah, right. Like it didn't capture any of the gritty or the gore or any of the darkness. It just felt like it's just one of those things that just." Kind of got overlooked. They had a franchise name, and they were like, "Cool, we got it." But that's so strange, though. Like, it has no other. Again, Blizzard. Blizzard puts out some detailed shit. Yeah, and they did make a Warcraft movie. Right. That's what I mean. Like, they did. I I feel like Diablo could be right there and make a better movie, and make a movie, and then kind of reinvite, reinvigorate the Diablo franchise. I feel I feel like they can even like just make it a, a Netflix exclusive thing. Oh, that would be amazing. You know what I mean? That like they'll they'll come out with like a little series or like a little movie kind of trilogy. They just throw it on Netflix. A Netflix I mean, series for Diablo would be fucking sick. Be amazing. Oh, get on it, Netflix. <laughs> Do it. Cuff you heard it here first. Yes, you did. Um so uh, part two of his question was he was talking about like if Clive Barker got the rights back to Hellraiser, right. okay, nice. how do you think he'd handle yeah. the series coming back to it again? Um, which is kind of which I, is kind of funny because we I think it was episode three that we all watched. Yes, we the did. Hellraiser uh, Judgment. Yes, which was awesome, and I and, was I was not a fan. I thought it was good, and I actually thought I it was—I thought it was a nice return to the series. So, like, they—they they did kind of try to. I thought they did bring it back so, pretty well. Well, now, if I can, if, if I can jump in on this first, I personally think Clive Barker would either turn his nose up at it and be like, "No, thank you." You think? Yeah, only because I think he would need to have—he would need to have Doug Bradley back as Pinhead. Um, and it would need to be on his terms, period. Yeah. So I don't think he would he would allow a studio to do it. Do you think he, he still like, nah. do you think he still has the chops for it? Um, I 
feel like he might message it up a little bit. I feel like we're going to run into a Romero situation. Oh, yeah, where he – again, I feel like Barker might message it up. Um, because, now, again, we, we discussed this. A lot of a lot of Romero, a lot of uh, Clive Barker shit is like super hypersexual. Yeah, and was very, um, you know, in 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 retrospect, if people look at it in his books, it was very S and M. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was it. Really was it that really that was. was a big push for him. That's true. Could you make that kind? Could you make that movie today? <sighs> I don't not without being preachy. Um, I don't think he can do it. I think it would be a big push for um, like everybody's gay sort of thing. You think? I do. I think it would be a hey, we're all gay inside. We're all we're all this way. You know what? I mean? Does that make sense? Or because like in my head, it's making sense. Um, um, but it could be the rum. I just I feel I, like um, I, I feel like you're going a little off the rails, like right Well, now. no, no, no. I I feel like that's that would be his message. She's trying to get out. Hey, look, don't be persecuting every people, like all yeah. the people. Don't be like Pinhead. Um, right. Well, right. Exactly. These guys are what you want to be. They're good. They're bad. Depending on who's looking at them, there are bad ones. There are good ones. You know what I mean? And it would become this preachy. I, I feel like it would become a hypersexual, preachy, yeah, everybody's gay sort of thing. Well, that's why I brought up Romero because I feel like you start off with a guy who has a message, but it's subtle. It's subtle. It's there, right? And, and then, then it's it, then it's like, well, I'm known for having a message, so I'm just going to have a message and make it blatant. Here's my giant ham fist of a message. Yeah, that, that's that would be my worry <laughs> that like coming back to something, you'd feel that you'd have to overdo it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, again, I, I do agree that, but I just don't think. And I know they've been Clive trying to Barker, they've been trying to get that thing redone for a while. For right? How long? Yeah, right. They've been trying to redo <clears throat> that thing forever. Well, even uh, if you look, I know on Prime you could find it. Leviathan. They kind of yeah. start talking about how they were trying to get the another one done, and it's just never going to happen. Yeah. So, I don't feel like I don't feel like they can get Clive Barker back on board ever. Like he wrote when he wrote the Scarlet Gospels, mm-hmm. and it kind of went back to the, you know, Pinhead versus the Devil. It was kind of like all right, but it still. I mean, did, honestly, if they feel could, like I'm television. here for it. I'm here for it though. Like, I. I mean, I'd check it out. No, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I would yeah, definitely check obviously. it out. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it kind of have to, but. I wasn't as big of a fan of the new Hellraiser as you two were. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the new Hellraiser just added something. It was a different level, and I liked that. It, you know, I like what the guys. I mean, did I can it. I can say I did go back and watch a couple of the old Hellraisers mm-hmm. after we watched the Judgment, and I might have changed my mind a little bit. That maybe the newer one might have been a little better <laughs> than I thought. You know, you just, I think like God, those other movies. Are crap. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> well, I think those movies, we watched them when we were younger, you know, and, and back then you're just like, oh my God, these special effects are so good and blah, 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 blah. Well, was he, then, well, he wasn't, he wasn't in the series at that point, right? Or no? 
What do you mean? The, the later mo- the later Hellraiser movies. He wasn't a part of that. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. No, like I'm saying, like the 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 first one. Mm-hmm. That, you yeah. know, you <clears throat> like when you go back and watch those because I did. I went back after we watched Judgment, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe these weren't as tremendous as I remembered. You know, I mean, like I said, we were younger when we watched those, and and for the time, I'm not going to say the special effects and all that stuff was really bad, but I, like I said, they kind of are. And then you watch Judgment, and you're like, wow, you know, right? It was so there wasn't the 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 cheesy effects weren't there. I thought I thought Judgment had good world building for yes a comeback for that. And I'm not I'm not basing the whole movie off special effects or anything, but I'm just saying. You know, you go back and watch them again, and you're like, okay, maybe Judgment wasn't as bad. But again, now not to get back was. into the Hellraiser discussion, we just for that time <laughs> there was nothing like that. Yeah. No. This was this was all brand new territory, and thus the the appeal. Um, and I loved it. I love Hellraiser. It's one of my favorites ever. Yeah. So love Chad. Again, I just He's, I feel like we don't. I don't think we'll ever get Clive Barker back into it, and unless yeah. he can do it on his own, the way he wants to, he would have to do it. Yeah, he would have to do it on his own terms, and he might not even make the same kind of movie that you'd want him to make. I, I don't. Yeah, and, I, and that's that was my point of it. I don't think he would make the same type of movie we want to see. I think too much time. I would still watch it. I would still watch it. Yeah. Just, I would still check. Oh, absolutely. It out. Yeah, I'd have to go oh, check yeah. it out. Just, but so, Big Eve, thanks for that. Uh, thank yeah. you for the the voicemail. Yes, Please keep that you. up, guys. Uh, you guys, have, we've been getting a lot of good voicemails. Get any others that are that are worth uh, putting up? No, we just got the, we got the one. Okay. Well, yes, so, we did get we did get one. I think somebody had the wrong number. <laughs> those are those are also awesome as well. I love the um, fact that I f- I feel like we got we had like a telemarketer call, <laughs> and I can only imagine what that's going through their fucking head. Yeah. Like, okay, listen, Todd. You're gonna sell. You're gonna sell this <laughs> aluminum siding, my man. You're gonna do it. Um, we got the dialer, automatic dialer, calling up right now. Um, listen, you are you are the top banana here, my friend. You are gonna win this week's number one seller, Todd. Get him. Next call out. Go. You're gonna get the set of steak knives. <laughs> Leave a message about your favorite it horror. Was, it was like like his last call for the month to win the our chopper are sending by because <laughs> because there was literally like, the message was like hello 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 what the fuck am i doing here what did hello? i just get into am i dead did i die am i in hell <laughs> maybe you are uh mr satan sorry to bother you but <laughs> uh, we have a great deal on aluminum siding <laughs> they're very heat resistant they can stand up to the inferno like um, transferring you to Lucifer. <laughs> transferring you to purgatory. <laughs> um, so also that we we were remiss, yes, uh, last week too. Um, it was we were in between weeks, obviously, but it was if he was still alive, H.P. Lovecraft's birthday. It was. Yes. Happy, happy. And we missed it, so because we were in between recording. Yep. Um, yep. Snuck up on you. It did. But now the thing I wanted to get on, um, we, I was going to cover uh, Vassell, uh, a Nordic horror RPG today. Mm-hmm. 
I want to, I'm going to hold off on that because I have uh, another plan for that, but I want to cover <laughs> a game we talked about probably in one of our first that I was getting back in our first recordings of the Horror Junkyard, which was Eldritch Tales. So I want to cover that today. Um, as far as guys who are interested in, in role-playing games, this is one of the things that I feel like this is a good ground-level game. If you're looking to get into gaming, if you want to get into role-playing, but maybe you don't want to play D&D. Maybe that's not your thing. Um, maybe you don't care about swords and sorcery. That's not your deal. Um, Eldritch Tales. No. Sorry. Well, uh, it's, you know, no, it's just, not everybody's cup. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not everybody's cup. So, you know. Um, but now, Joseph Salvador sent me a copy of this when he first wrote this, and it was... Awesome. This is, uh, it's called Eldritch Tales. It's Lovecraftian white box role playing. Now, that being said, you guys don't know what white box is. It's Swords and Wizardry. That's the main rules based off of the world's most popular role playing game. Um, where you got your stats, you got your, you know, the strength, the, I, I you know, I, I sometimes, Chuck, when me and you were talking, like we, we just assume everybody knows what the fuck it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You say, oh, you got your standard, your strength, dex, con, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. Huh? And everybody's like, huh? What? what the fuck are you talking about? So, What are you geeks talking about? Yeah, basically what this is, this is Lovecraftian horror. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with Lovecraft, uh, he was a, a writer who is now, we're going to get into this too, I think we're going to talk about this a little later, um, who's now threatening to be canceled by, by the offended the offended police um, because he was born in the, you know, back in the day and he <laughs> was a little xenophobic, literally, a little literally racist. born in the wrong century, I guess, <laughs> literally on the wrong side of history. He uh, was xenophobic. He was racist. He was um, a great writer and just did not like other people outside of his yeah. small circle of friends. He was period. a great writer though. He was really, uh, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people don't, some people don't care for him. He's dry. He's um, kind of, it's one of those, he has 11 different words to explain, um, you know, what, what something looks, smells, tastes, or sounds like. He's so, not really for the simple-minded, is what I'm going to say. Well, oh, well, okay. Fair. Smooth, um, smooth brains. I mean, I'm just, I'm just yeah. laying it out there. I'm yeah. just, you know, if you're, if you're really simple-minded and you have no gray areas he's probably not for you and uh yeah so that's the thing he he also dealt with cosmic horror and the cosmic yeah. horror thing and to me and it was even before him but he was the one who got it out there uh these are the things that we've talked <laughs> about on, on the horseman show where i feel like there are people who had are being touched by the other side maybe to be influenced i feel like he was one of them yeah if there was you know if there's something out there reaching out he but anyway, even even if you to, don't know his works, you know his influence to sci-fi. Yes, because to now horror. you can go to Hot Topic and pick up a Cthulhu shirt, and everybody knows who Cthulhu yep. is. Or you can see a, a Hello Cthulhu at some fucking dopey store, or <laughs> you, you've seen it somewhere. Oh, the cute little squid thing. Oh, fun! Um, yeah, it's become a, it's become a watered down joke now uh, to tentacles and hentai and all that all the things that you've probably jerked off to on your anime have they have uh roots in lovecraft so eldritch tales covers you are playing a investigator 
Now, the thing here's the thing. Now, being a Call of Cthulhu player for a long time, um, which also, by the way, I started playing uh, on the game on PS4. Middle of the day, I was still it still got me. <laughs> there was still a couple. There was still a scene where where you got to go into. You got to go start doing investigations. And here's the thing. Um, when you play these games, when you play Call of Cthulhu, when you play these games, you don't play, I'm just going to run and start shooting because half of the shit, bullets don't hurt it. So yep. these are the, these are the yep. things you have to think. You have to, you know, there's a good chance you're going to go insane. There's a good chance you're going to die. It's all about Especially, saving your sanity because you can't, you can't right. fight the thing that's actually like the, the, the bad the, guy. The monsters. Yeah. Yeah. These – they're beyond what you're able to combat. This is a different world. This is not a swing your sword, kill the baddie. This is a, you know, holy shit, we need to maybe trap it. We need to use magic and, you know, bind it. We need to, you know, run away. <laughs> we yeah. need to run away and maybe maybe call the army in. And this might be an earth, this might be a world-changing event. Um, you so, kind of have to use the the deeper part of your brain. Yeah, you yeah, got to use your noodle, but you got to whatever yeah, whatever really confronts you, you got to run. Which is which is understand. actually to me that's really good for people nowadays. I think people should take more time to. It's really good for an about. RPG too. Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, and and that's the thing in a game in, in a place where the 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 easiest thing to do is fight things. Okay, I'm just going to run in, kick the door in, start shooting. Yep. Okay, great, you're going to die. There's a there's a good chance you will be rolling up a new character in about 30 seconds. Yep. So Eldritch, Eldritch Tales um, by Raven God Games is use the Swords and Wizardry engine, which is really simple. You roll the D20 against uh, the difficulties, and you just you go from there. This is probably one of the easiest games to learn as far as mechanics-wise. It's really simple. You don't need a lot. You grab the book. Grab some people, grab some paper, start your game. Um, maybe watch In the Mouth of Madness to kind of get into it. Mm -hmm. That's definitely one of the movies you can want you to watch and you kind of get into. So this is basically a simplified, boiled-down Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Even, um, even those, if you want to go back to when we watched Color Out of Space. Right, exactly. Oh, such a good movie. Same right. well, kind of theme. Again. Right. No matter what he did, he was not going to win. No, no. This, this was something wasn't. beyond what you're capable of dealing with as a person. And for the most part, I'm not going to say always, but 99% of the time, um, especially if you're game master, uh, the guy running your game, if he's a fan of Lovecraft, if he is familiar with the mythos, um, which some of these are fucked up. I, I, you know, I, can't, I can't suggest people enough to pick up, get some of the shorter stories um, some of the mythos that the Cthulhu mythos fucked up. It'll but, just fuck you up because that it's just like. <laughs> and I want you to keep in mind, this stuff was made in the 30s, 20s, yeah. 30s, 40s. Right before there was sci-fi movies. You know, before we had any of this shit, this dude was seeing these things. He created a universe that was created by alien creatures. Um. And I promise you, you will never look at the ocean the same, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. You'll never go back in the water. Nope. Um, so you can check it out. I know you can get it on Drive Through RPG. 
Um, you can pick up the PDF version. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, I went, and even though he sent me a free copy, I went and I bought the physical copy because I wanted the book. I just like having the book. And this game, you know, I can go into depth. It'll take five minutes to, to go over the rules and tell you how to play. But if you're a role player already, you know how you know what you're doing. And if you're not, you might just want to pick it up just because yeah. you just like creepy shit. Check it out. It's well worth your time. Um, it's called Eldritch Tales by Joseph D. Salvador. Um, and it's Raven God Games. You can check that out. Let me see. I think they have a – I know he has a site. Uh, Raven God has the site. I know you and I um, want to do um, shows about playing as well. I would love – yeah, I would love to do – Set up a little session uh, for this one to kind of give an overview of it. and Yeah, so we can just kind of show how easy it is to make characters and – you know, and this I, I wanted to do this to be fair. I want to do this with Vassell too. The uh, it's a Nordic role playing game based on Nordic traditional monsters, which is it's also like a very Call of Cthulhu game, very horror inspired. Um, but it's it's a different style game because in these games the monsters don't die. So you, you, you're back in that spot of well, fuck, what am I going to do? What do I do? Yeah. What I do now? Right. Yeah, you got to so, figure your way out of it. You know, it, and again, I've played with a lot of people, and I've run, I've run a lot of Call of Cthulhu games. This game is by far easier to do, and I feel like if you're new to role playing, this is worth your time. Especially, and again, especially if you're not a D and D fan, if, if that's not your, if that's not your jam, you know, even if you don't like the 20s, or because this is based all in 20s, 30s, 40s, um, you can make it any time you want. Because yeah. honestly. Uh, cell phones and, and automatic weapons and uh, you know all this bullshit. It doesn't matter. Like you can you can make this this can be scary even even in, in modern times. So yeah. definitely worth your time. Check it out. Um, happy birthday to, to Mr. Lovecraft, even though he's been dead for a long, long time. Um, <laughs> but dead since thirty seven, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and this is my thing too. Like, why are we trying to cancel people who've been dead since not? Well, we wanted to. We wanted to get into this. We wanted to talk about. It, I think Chuck, me and, yeah. me and Chuck were discussing this, and we were. Well, it's a whole, um, there's a whole. thing there's, to get into. You saw something that was coming out, right? Um, you sent me that link. Oh, because they had. Uh, I mean, because they have the new series coming out on Netflix, right? Yes. Which was uh, was um, what's it called? Miskatonic. Yeah. Love, love, crap. Country? What? Yeah. No, that's, okay. Like that. Well, that's on HBO. Okay. Yeah. HBO. Is, All right. So that is Jordan Peele. Um, that is Jordan Peele's um, Lovecraft love letter, sort of. But he's tackling racism as he does in all of his movies. Yeah. Um, and it's based off of. Now, I know there was. Okay, bear with me because I'm a little foggy on this. I need some iced coffee. So, <laughs> Wake up. this was uh, back in back in the day. There was, a, I guess, a green book, something called the Green Book, and it was basically for, and I'm using the terms that were on this for colored motorists on where to go, where was safe to go, mm-hmm. where was okay to go, and I think this was kind of a that that had a deeper meaning. And it's the Lovecraftian, you know, thing of it. I haven't. I'll be fair. I have not seen the HBO show. I have not either. 
a lot of, I've gotten I've gotten both sides of it <clears throat> how it's an amazing groundbreaking show but now at the same time these are the same people who will tell me that you know um they couldn't watch a movie because they almost threw up yeah so I'm not really in the mood to take their word for it I want to see it and I'll check it out you know um, what I think it was I think it was the comic book that was coming out the kind well, of the Miss Miskatonic. Yeah, they kind of sparked that conversation. The, the, the female uh, female investigator. Yeah, <clears throat> but they always like nowadays. They always have to preface every time they do a Lovecraftian like story or book or, well, yes. or whatever. They have to tell you that he was a racist. Lovecraft was a gigantic racist, huge yeah. racist. Well, that's that's what happened with this with uh, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, because now you know you say that now Lovecraft Country is New England. Those right. that is considered Lovecraft country. Uh, he would Providence, Rhode Island, it's where he's buried. Um, yeah. it's oh, all that shit. That's that's that area. The upper northeast is Lovecraft country. That's that area. So, um, and we're going to be talking about this, I think, on the horseman because Ben wanted to talk about Lovecraft. Um, so much still, there for him, but <laughs> but again, we every time you mention him now, it started out, it was just a little like a footnote and at first yeah um but then it now it's become the forefront of everything that lovecraft was a racist okay yes yeah lovecraft he, he was beyond racist he was xenophobic he did not like anyone coming around he did not want um blacks hispanics uh asians uh italians he didn't want any of these people around him because he was afraid of other cultures. And that leads into his writing. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, and, I'm, and again, I know it sounds like a stereotype. It was the time. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't know if I don't, I can't, I cannot speak for everybody, but I think we all have someone or knew someone or know someone who's from the different era who still will use inappropriate words. Yeah. Keep in mind, the guy was born in 1890, I think. Yeah, I mean... It should be... It should go without saying that a guy was born in a completely different era and time. Well, I mean, he, was, a different, he was born in a different century. And he was Literally. born of a time when, you know, he grew in New York, when he moved to New York, you know, in Red Hook, he had stuff... Like, he had a lot of shit going down. And... He just did not want to be around people. He loved corresponding with them. He loved writing letters. But the guy was just, he couldn't bring himself to be around a lot of different people. He didn't yeah. want to be around different people. So, again, yeah, he's racist, but it, it goes beyond that. It goes right. so far beyond that. He <laughs> but was, it's, just, he was a, it's funny yeah. that they that, like, you even have to preface it. Well, no, you have to talk. Now you have to say that. So now here's my thing. And I know this. I'm, I'm making a joke out of it. Do you think Ernest Hemingway never used the N word? Oh, you know what I mean. Like you think yeah. about Ernest Hemingway, what a fucking macho guy he was, and what a crazy beer drinking, whiskey sipping dude, and he used to fucking crack bullwhips, fuck hookers, and whatever else. Do you think well, he never? <laughs> you think he was never inappropriate? And but they think- don't. They don't say. Well, we loved Hemingway. He was a little inappropriate. Yeah. They, they have, never have to say it. They have to do but that now. now. They, have, they have. They have their. Well, now this is the thing. They have their proof. They have their evidence with Lovecraft. 
So now, so a guy that grew up all, in the 1900s, he was a little racist. Wow, right. what a shock! Well, now, right, and then they're saying, "Well, are you okay with it?" Well, what do we? He's dead. I yeah. never met him. The guy's been dead yeah, since 1937. I mean, what do you mean? Am I okay with this? Yeah, it has nothing like, to do with that. It has nothing to do with me. I loved his writing. His his writing made things in horror that some of the shit that's going on he inspired it he made it but i think the funniest thing like when we were talking about it initially was okay they have to preface all that but they're still using all of his fucking works right oh yes they have no problem using all the the entire world that he built yep you can do that without any issue right but but you gotta say you gotta have your disgust while you do it yeah i think it's i just think it's ludicrous to cancel culture somebody who died in 1937. (laughs) I I mean, like, it's just, there's, there's a, there's a fine line. We all, I mean, we all know I'm, I'm way more liberal than you two, but still you have to have a common sense barrier there that says this man was born in 1890. Hey. Yeah. It was a so, totally different world. But then. now all of these fucking purple-haired nose ring fuckheads who are disgust Oh, he's utterly deplorable, <laughs> awful, disgusting. He sickens me. Really? Yeah. Well, he's but, dead. Hey, I read the so What does it matter? I your mean- Hello Cthulhu purse says different shit, heel. <laughs> You and mean to tell thing. me that the Odyssey was written in a time that might not hold up to the standards of today? Exactly. Hey, well, hey, the Odyssey was written by a guy who fucking diddled kids. Is that cool? You good with that? All right. No, that's fine. Guess we can't You're read right. the yeah. Odyssey anymore. Can't have that. I mean, you what can't. About, like Jeepers Creepers. Let's, let's look at this century. This fucking century. Victor fucking Salva fucked little boys. He raped little boys. And everybody's cool with it. Everybody's cool with Jeepers Creepers. That was a great movie. I love that movie. Do yep. you? There was a little boy fucker in it. Is that cool? You guys good with that? Still shit no, on television you know as you know far what? as I know. Hang on. Hang on. Lovecraft, man. Fuck that guy. That guy. <laughs> what? This, this whole cancel culture thing just fucking makes me insane. And I well, unfortunately... Well, you I and I can literally do an entire episode on just... Yeah, on all the the shit that's going down with all everything. And the fact is, I I I looked, you know, when I I heard there was a new comic coming out called Miskatonic, I'm always down for new Lovecraft shit. But now I'm like, wait, oh, is it going to be good, or is it going to be some fucking pandering bullshit? Where, okay, they have a female detective, you know, female investigator who's going to obviously have to keep throwing the fact that she's a female investigator and and has to work doubly hard. No, man. How about we just have a great character, build a solid female character or, you know, great. Do it, man. I'm down for it. I'm not against female characters, but don't say, well, we had to, we had to go against Lovecraft's original. No, 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 there is no, we had to fix it. You can't, you can't take his work. This is my thing. You can't take his work and be like, we had to go against his original story. Right. And then well, claim it's his it. work. I mean, you can't do that. And and like I said, you guys were on total opposite ends of the spectrum, but I still agree there's a fine line between cancel culture t- 
cult culture to me too is is it just has to be an accepted understanding that things were written at a different time yes they were i mean you know what and And nobody's nobody's saying those things were great nobody's advocating for it but these are the same people who would cry because a book got banned at the library let's be honest it's the same exact people cancel culturing hp lovecraft who would cry because they couldn't read to kill a mockingbird in their high school it's the same right exactly or we can't read mark twain anymore they said N-Warn Jim. Oh, my goodness. We're going to yeah. take that out of the school. Oh, okay. Yep. But I'm, it's, this, it's, the same, it's the same group of people, and, and it's, it's, it's counterproductive. You look stupid. Yeah, and that's, but that's the problem. Everybody's so outraged, and they feel they need to be vindicated from his hatred. <laughs> and, you know, here's, here's the thing. He uses the word, like, uh, um, specifically, okay, Call of Cthulhu. He, I think he uses the words um, Mud Crazed Savage or, um, and I know even uh, Robert, Phil, Robert, uh, Robert Howard, another one constantly, people constantly bashing him for being a racist when he says words like wild-eyed Negro or hulking, hulking Negro. But... Again, now he's using the words from his time. Except the terminology from when he was To describe. And here's the thing. All the guys, you know, the guys that he's describing are always these massive fighters and warriors. Or, you know, these guys are slaves who are now gladiators. And they're always, they're always escaping their bonds. So you want to you really dig into it? He's freeing these people. He's not keeping them servient, subservient and... They, but now and then Lovecraft, same thing. He starts talking about how they had their own wild rituals um, because of what he the things he's read. Do you think he was ever there? Do you think he witnessed any real Louisiana hoodoo rituals? No, 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 man. He wanted nothing no. to do with that shit. He read about he was, it and he was like, wow, he was okay. white. Right. He was a white <laughs> never left he his was house. A white xenophobe. He didn't yes. want to be around any of these people. In he didn't want New them coming England. into his neighborhood. Right. He didn't want them in his neighborhood. He didn't want them living by him. He just and that and that's the thing. He didn't want to be around these people. When I say these people, okay, I mean anybody of color, anybody right. of a different race. He called them mongrels in his stories. And that's the thing that led to people compare that to the aliens and the monsters that were so frightening and so madness inducing. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, that was the, where the fear came from for him. And he just changed them into monsters. Yeah. Channel they that. were the, they were the smaller, they were the lesser evil of the monsters. So you had, you had these wild eyed Negroes, who did dances and they were, they were dancing around a giant Cthulhu statue in the swamp. Cops came in and started shooting up the place and had to take a bunch to jail who were just insane. So now like to me that when that, when I first read that, I thought that was so creepy and scary. Like just imagine being a cop, having to go out into the woods, (laughs) into a swamp and then collecting (laughs) these people who were insane dancing around a giant 
octopus statue. That's the whole motif is driven insanity. Yeah. It's people driven These people, past They the got point. so insane that they don't even know what they're doing. To me, that's so right. fucking scary. And to me, I uh, just like that the thought of going crazy is a scary, scary thought. It's Losing one of the scary things. You don't know what's real. You don't know what your reality is. And you and wouldn't know you were in. No. Yeah. And that's why that to me, that's so frightening because it can happen to any person. And like you, or yeah. you're the only guy that knows the truth. And it's so outlandish. Nobody can possibly believe you. That. Nobody believes you. And you're automatically, if somebody dies, you're the, you're the guy that they looked at. I went out with my party of people and they all died. I'm the only one who lived. Really? Well, you're the killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get him. Well, yeah. what, what, well, what happened? Giant six foot albino penguins <laughs> with sharp teeth. And you're like, What? Well, that, that's what happened. I'm telling I, you guys. I swear. We came out for the college, and I got stuck in this giant fucking cave, and there were these six-foot albino penguins, and they all have sharp teeth, and they fucked us up. You're going to jail, my man. Yeah. You are going straight <laughs> They just have a straitjacket on hand. Yeah. And, and it's like, to me, like, that's, I don't know. It's, it's a different time. Uh, this was also the time when women couldn't vote yet. Sorry, nope. you know what I mean. So, like, the this was this was the time you want to complain. This is the time to complain about yeah. because everybody from that era is dead, and it was a bad time. Doctors smoked in hospitals. Fucking, <laughs> uh, you know what they did with kids? I'm not even joking with you. Kids who had uh, coughs, they told them to go stand on hot tar while people are retarring the streets. Well, but like people when, when, weren't educated back right. then. Yeah. But no, this this was the time. Oh, my God, your child has a cough. He has a whooping cough. You'd better go stand by asphalt while they're doing it. <laughs> and the vapors, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. That's a real thing. And the vapors will help his cough. Yeah, it'll it'll mat down all the cilia in his in his lungs. That way they don't they're not agitated. That tar will do it. <laughs> Burning tar smoke will really right calm up. you down. Fix him right up. Yeah, that'll fix him right up. That's what I'm saying. So, people yes. weren't. People weren't overly educated back then. And even if you went to school or had a higher plus education back then, it still wasn't the education you have today. No. We're smarter now. We know things today. We think we're smarter. We think we're smarter. We're not. (laughs) Absolutely not. I mean, we don't take the kids out and stand by asphalt when they have whooping cough. But, I mean, as far as. As maybe we should. Maybe that's an old fashioned remedy. Maybe we should take those little shits and I, just put them in the tar. I guess. I guess what we're trying to say, Cat, if we're tr- if we're trying to stay true to the era, you can't play with us. Yeah. Why? No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. She can play with us. Sit there and be a good girl. All right. Yeah. yeah. You could you could look yeah. at the hats, but you can't buy. Do they have yeah, like a homemaker whatever. class or something? <laughs> don't, you have, don't you have muffins? Don't you have muffins or something to make for muffin the muffin cooking that's skill like for the men? All these women who are like, I would love to live in the 50s. And I'm like, why? Like, you want to so sit around? So I can around? take Xanax and drink vodka all day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do that now, sis. You can do that <laughs> now. Great. Like, yeah. I mean, I would have had a lobotomy in, like, the 50s. They would have hysteria. They oh, yeah. We would have hooked electrodes up to you. Yeah, you did. And taking a chunk out of your brain. You nail shoved into your eyeball to stop you from getting crazy. She's cured. She's getting emotional quick. Quick. Sounds like you're getting Clear the reds. The again. <laughs> I'm just saying you have to take into consideration when he wrote these stories. Never. Yep. Yes. And that's and, and that's that's what pisses me off. The genius that came up with I 
beg somebody to come up with a fucking better story. And again, you might say these are, these are boring and these, I dare you come up with your own fucking universe back in the day when nobody went to space. No. Nobody traveled to space. Nobody was, nobody had laser guns. You know, nobody yeah, was even talking about that shit back then. Well, they had comic books. Okay. They were pulp comics and pulp fiction. Those things were there, but he was, this was, this was so far beyond that. This was so fucking far beyond that. This was so evolved. This is, you know, you want to say, oh, it had a, it had layers like an onion. This world, the world he created, this fucking creepy, scary ass world, things that weren't even talked about. This guy had had languages. He had religions. He had all this shit already mapped out. It's why you still hear about it today. Mm-hmm. Because it's that fucking good. And yep. the I people, agree. you know, it turned out from like to be a cult thing after he died, it got huge because he was he was out and his, the, here was the thing. He would send his shit into the, the magazines and these editors would go, Well, it's a little too wordy. Go fuck yourself, give me it back. And he wouldn't let them alter it. So his stuff was his stuff. Right. Whereas Robert How Robert Howard would turn around and send out his Conan shit and cult stuff, and the editors would go, "Well, we're going to chop this up and make Conan do this." He's like, "Oh yeah, go ahead, just send me the money." And that's that was the difference. Robert Howard was like, "Fuck it, I don't care. I wrote the story. You do what you want, but pay me." Yeah. And they did. They would tell Lovecraft though. They're like, "Hey, we want to change." He's like, "No, fuck yourself. Send me my send me back. I want it back. Give me back. Fuck you. Don't change my fucking writing." <laughs> Although Con- I think because, I think Conan's public domain. Do a yeah. do a Conan Cthulhu crossover. All, but that's that's the thing. They they were buddies. They used to write each other, and there's actually mention of the gods in each other's writings. So I didn't know that. Like Krom, like Krom would show up in. Uh, well, no, no, no. The, uh, the the mythos would show up in Conan. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Conan would be at a temple, you know, he would be at one of the temples and that shit would be there. Or there would be, uh, uh, you know, a mention of a Necronomicon or something. And in Conan's stories, him and Robert Howard were, they were correspondents. That's how he kept in touch with everybody. He wrote letters. Because that's what he did back then. Yeah, but that was his, that was his fucking way of contacting and staying in touch with people. There was a, there's a story. um, I'm sorry to make this the fucking Lovecraft hour, but... (laughs) There's a story of him, <laughs> him writing. He had a correspondence with this dude who he thought was, you know, and this, I guess he did this back in the day. This dude wrote him and was like, hey, I'm a big fan. I love what you do. And he's like, great. He goes, uh, you know, hey, why don't you come visit me? He's like, oh, that'd be great. I'll come down to Florida and visit you. And he came to visit him. And it turns out this kid was like a 16-year-old dude. <laughs> so oh like, his par- yeah, and his parents were like, oh, you're a writer? And he's like, Yes, I am. <laughs> totally. So he didn't know. And he went down and he visited this kid. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but like that was basically the gist. It was, you know, I'm, I'm going down to meet this guy. We're going to hang out. And, you know, we're going to write together and see what. Oh, you're 15. Oh, your parents are here, too. This, this is weird. Yeah. Strange. <laughs> okay. Well, nice to but meet again, you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. And he stayed for a couple of days. But it was just kind of one of those things. 
Um, but again, that's how he that's how he made friends. That's how he kept up relations. He wrote to people. He wrote letters. So it's a different time, different place now. And and I'm not going to say there aren't creative people out. There are tons of creative people, and there are tons of people I admire the fuck out of their art. He, I, I admire a lot of his shit the most because of what it gave us. And I know it inspires the fuck out of half the shit I do, whether it's for gaming or artwork, mm -hmm. it inspires the fuck out of me. So like when I hear these people just start fucking rattling sabers about, we got to cancel him because he's terrible and we have, he should be banned from lists. And the fact that, you know what? Um, I'm going to, I'm just, I dated a girl who was, excuse me, an English teacher, English teacher. Okay. And I asked if uh, she ever read any Lovecraft. And she didn't know who he was. She did not? She did not know who he was. And this, I will say this, this was back in 1998. So she didn't know who H.P. Lovecraft was. She'd heard of him. Mm -hmm. She never read anything. She never looked into it. No. But there was nothing in... You know, he's not a curriculum. He's not mandatory reading. But that's, this is just 1998 and an English teacher. And I'm going to, from, from, and I don't know if this matters, Kane, Kane, you know, Kane in, in New Jersey, Kane College. My alma mater. Are you, you know, so yeah. yeah, Kane College, an English teacher from Kane College didn't know who H.P. Lovecraft was. I would have loved it if it was on the curriculum. That would have been amazing. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's not. <laughs> I would be so happy. People, the majority of people do not know who he is. No, they don't. They know his work. They, you know, and 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 I love watching shows like uh, was it Teen Titans, or you know Young Justice, or um, you know even like fucking was it Grim and Mandy, where all of a sudden some tentacled monster shows up and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Like I said, even you know if you, it, even if you didn't know, you know him, where it came from, you yeah, know exactly. you've you've seen it before and you've seen his influence on everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know, even in the last season of Sabrina that we were talking Yo, about, yeah. they kind well, they, of they, they're, they're leaning going towards there. that. Yep, they're, going they're leaning there. more towards the of Cthulhu. Yep, mm -hmm. absolutely. So that's that's what I mean. Like, so all these people who are you know quick to I want to cancel this, so we got to get rid of this. This is you know this is, he's bad for our our life like no no as a matter of fact use him as an example hey look he was very xenophobic he was very racist yeah because he didn't know any better he was ignorant right you yeah. don't have to be that way you can enjoy the works of a person without necessarily agreeing right with the yeah you don't have lived, to right views that he had exactly I you agree. can be creative and you could be an artist and you could be anything you want you don't have to be what that artist was. I mean, I'm going to say this, and if you think it's too, like, racy to leave in the show, Chuck, you can just zip it out. Racy. But I'm, I'm, I got my finger on the dump button. Why, why haven't we canceled R. Kelly yet? What do you mean? They, they're trying to. They're trying to get him to go to jail. <laughs> did, did he but write, I mean, write Cthulhu stories? Cultured? Why hasn't well, he been cancel cultured, though? Like, I mean... Well, there, there's a handful of people who are, but... The other side a of that handful. is handful. Right. But the other side of that is 
he is part of the he is part of the downtrodden. You know, there's the other half who is rallying, saying he's the victim. You know what I mean? Nobody has that side for for Lovecraft. Nobody has the he's the victim side. Poor Lovecraft. Well, for Lovecraft, okay. right? Like he's I dead said, too. if that if that's a little too controversial, you can get that out of here. But I mean, I just that's my thing. I see a lot of people still defending him. Oh, absolutely. And and I, I can't wrap my head around that because I mean, what he has done. It's terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was, it's monstrous. So, I mean, how are you going to defend somebody like R. Kelly? If only R. Kelly wrote an eldritch tale of space yeah. monsters, <laughs> then, then, then maybe, maybe, then we'd have an excuse. Maybe he would yeah. be cancel cultured, but I, that's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's it's kind of mind blowing to me that you could cancel H.P. Lovecraft, try to cancel him. But no, it's just you know, like it just I just feel like eighteen hundred. Yeah, I just feel like nowadays every time somebody comes out with a story, they have to preface that like as if you didn't didn't know. Well, and that's the thing. In case just in case you didn't know, we have to tell you. We have to tell you because yeah, because we you know we're very we're very worried that he might influence you and you might you might start being racist. <laughs> you might turn into a giant tentacled. Insane monster that that drives the world crazy. He also, you know, I I don't know if you guys knew, he had shit eating habits. Um, and he all he ate was like fucking canned beans. (laughs) I'm I'm not even kidding you. That's like he when he when he died, like uh, his his diet was like a huge contributing factor to the fact that he fucking died early. Yeah, he had colon cancer, didn't he? Because he ate shit. He ate, like, garbage. But we don't preface it saying, oh, he was also a piss-poor eater. Can you believe his eating habits? Disclaimer. The man who wrote this book had ate beans every day. Oh, also, he was kind of poor. So, and also, he didn't really really love his wife that much. So, (laughs) just, just so you guys know. FYI. What kind of evil monster he was? He poor, and him and his wife had this weird loveless. Relationship. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it real quick. His diet consisted of eating expired canned goods and not much else. Yeah, dude. Because he would buy these cheap because he couldn't afford anything right. better. But now this, nobody says that. Nobody tells you. Oh, by the way, this guy was pretty much a pauper. He he, he had a house and you know he had an apartment and he lived in squalor. But again, I mean, I, somebody, I think the moral of the story is, I mean, you can't cancel culture somebody from that. Don't eat expired canned goods. Don't, don't eat, eat expired canned, canned goods. goods. That's what I'm getting from. That's, it. that's the moral of the story. Although when we lived in Carbondale, we used to buy the, the dented cans <laughs> with no with dented cans oh. with no uh, no labels. Me it's, and Dave used to buy them. Your story and about eating like you, you guys bought like 30 <laughs> cans of Vienna sausages or something, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we did buy the case of Vienna sausages. <laughs> But we used Why to buy would you eat Vienna sausages? Because they were on sale. They're nasty. And we used to, from this place called Ensalaco in Carbondale, Pennsylvania. It was, it was a big, it was a big store, like a, like Giant or Weiss. And it's called Ensalaco's. And after nine o'clock, you can go in and buy their chicken for $2 because it was, they were going to throw it away. <laughs> And then we would buy their cans, their unmarked cans that were dented, five cents a can. Nice. 
So nice. some days we got some days we got squash, some days we got cream corn, other days we got okra, which not a fan, but Ew. five cents a can. Dude. This chicken was in the garbage, but it's still good. Hey, two dollars after nine. Well, I mean, really, that's not a bad deal. No, it's a tremendous. So um, you know what? Again, does that make me a bad person? No. Makes you thrifty. Exactly. Thrifty. And that's what he was. He was thrifty. But they never tell you that. They never say, hey, man. <laughs> disclaimer. You know uh, man in this book was, say, disclaimer, was thrifty. This guy was a racist, but thrifty. Don't, but don't worry. He expi- expired canned goods. So you don't have to. Yeah. But, yeah, I the mean, uh, aside from that, then uh, anything else going on? Do we have anything else? Uh, well, I do. I do want to say that, uh, uh, and then you guys are probably hearing this after the Horseman. I'm sure Ben probably brought it up, but starting in September, uh, I want to start doing some uh, let's plays on our Twitch channel. Do oh some, yes, do some live gaming. Oh. Excellent. So, uh, what, what are some of the what are some of the titles you're going to cover? Well, I want to start off. I'm going to I'm going to go back to something that I played before, but something uh, series that's. Series that I love. I'm going to go back and play Resident Evil. Nice. And I'm going to do the 2002. I'm going to start with the 2002 remake that they had. Okay. I want to set that up to kind of um, be after the Horseman on Wednesday. So you guys hanging out, watching the Horseman. If you want to stick around and watch me play games. Oh, that'll be fun. Listen to me drink and get mad. (laughs) (laughs) Because I haven't played the game in like 10 years. Um, But I figured that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah that sounds fun. awesome. And I do want to run through other horror games. Like I, I like I think I want to run through the whole Resident Evil series. Maybe do Silent Hill. Um, Ooh. I know there's plenty Ooh. of horror games I haven't gotten to, like uh, The Evil Within, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm going to try to Excellent. expand. Give you guys yeah, a little extra. Really um, and then again, we're going to do a couple things. I think, and hopefully, me and you will get to do some of the uh, do some gaming live live gaming. Yeah, some tabletop. Um, but now, a live since game you've, with you guys. Uh, well, you could do that. Um, we get set up on uh, on uh, Skype. We could do that definitely. Yeah. That's currently how we're doing our D and D game. We're just doing it. Uh, a couple people are doing it over Skype, so we can definitely do that. Um, since you guys have hung out this long, if you're still with yes, us, if you're still here, <laughs> if you are still listening to us, ramble on. We have decided that we are going to do our random picks. Yes. Um, one for Chris um, and one for Big Evil Pops. Yep. He has supplied us with some amazing, amazing content and some yeah. very thought-provoking questions. So Chuck is going to reach into the giant skin sack of shit <laughs> and, pull out an up, amazing, and pull out Shake an amazing DVD. That will be sent to uh, – this one is for Chris first, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to pick one from, for okay. Chris first. And this is from the giant bin of videos that Sal gave me. So the lore behind this shake was – Shake These are all the discarded videos. You hear me shaking yes, the bag. I had, trying I had to get a it. collection of over 3,000 videos, I think it was. That I have, uh, and then I have uh, so this dispersed is, to I mean, the four corners of the earth. From the Sal Museum. Do we want to sign these? If you do, if we do, ship it down. Yeah. I'll sign it. Sure. I'll send it out. Let's yeah. see what we got. All right. So let me let me pull for Chris first. So Chris. All right, Chris. Congratulations. Chris. Awesome email after the phenomenal email you sent and uh, the, all the love you gave, man. 
Yes, Stock is pulling. Congratulations. You're now the proud owner of Bloodsucking Pharaohs in Pittsburgh. Nice. That is, yeah, that was, <laughs> I, I want to say that is similar to our uh, Blood Diner. Yes. Yes. And Blood Diner was and what in. what I want you to do? Blood Diner is in the bag. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what I want so. you to do is watch these and then call in and let us know how they are. Maybe, maybe we can do a. a, a Viewers, even pick. you can come viewer, on the air. Yeah, since, since, we, since we tortured you. Now for Big Evil. Now this got to be a good one, Big, because Big Evil, we have uh, we have basically cursed him with <laughs> bog and then croaked. He did. Um, and maybe it'll be Blood Diner. And Death Metal Zombies has hurt his soul. So <laughs> this Death has Metal to be Zombies just as good. This has to be just as good, and make sure we. Okay, so let's see. Oh, you're digging deep. I love it. I know. I hear him r- rambling around in there. So he gets creepies. Creepies. The mutation is, is among the us. Midgets? Deadly spiders are accidentally unleashed from a top secret military installation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tremendous. Yep. Lovely. So there, so there you go, go folks. I don't. I, would you call? I don't even call these prizes necessarily. <laughs> Is this a reward? I, I mean, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Chuck, play it up. Come on, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah. The reward, oh, the pri- these lovely videos are now yours, courtesy of the Horror exactly. Junkyard. Thank you. See, now it sounds like yeah. a fucking award. Yeah. Now people. It's are a major excited. award. A major award. We you should, say you won a make... award. So there we go, guys. Uh, Big Evil, make sure you send us your uh, your information. We'll send that out to you. And That's Chris, right. we and look you, forward to hearing from you guys. Big Evil knows on, the uh, email, but for everybody else, it's thehorrorjunkyard at protonmail.com. Right? And, and if you're a stumble-thumbed fucking <laughs> schmuck who cannot work up an email, we have an easier way. Cat? The Horror Junkyard line is 207 Six one zero Right, if you're really brave, <laughs> call in. And you want to do uh, give that number one more time? The HJ Junk Line is two zero seven two six one zero 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 eight. All right, guys. So there you go. You have all kinds of ways of getting in touch with us. Yep. Um, we look forward to hearing from you, and we look. Uh, let us know. Did, did do you agree with us about Lovecraft? Do you not like Lovecraft? Can you fuck Lovecraft? You don't care. Um, <laughs> do you think we're assholes? Let us know. Uh, yeah, we're, we're. You know what? That you wouldn't be the first one today to call me one. <laughs> so no, me neither. By all means, you get us holler. Let us know. That's right. And also, uh, uh, to, uh, for the uh, okay. for the live plays, I just want to throw it out there. It's twitch.tv slash Horror Junkyard. Yes. There you go. And he's going to be and on right after the Horseman on Wednesday. Right after the Horseman. And I will um, play it up every Wednesday night. I will post the link on our Instagram. So if you can't find the link, you're looking for the link, you can't find it, you're freaking out, go to the Horror Junkyard Instagram. It's going to be right in the post every Wednesday night. Very nice. Excellent. All right, folks. So uh, that's all we got. And we will start next month. Uh, we will have our new topic and we will have our two new movies. 
And hopefully you guys can join along with us and we will talk to you soon. Yep. All right, guys. Take care. Bye, all.